What's up, guys? Welcome to Spawncast episode 68, right, Evan? Yep, 68. It's 68. Very good, very good. I'm actually joined by a couple people here. Uh, Max is back. You were at a convention, right, Max? Uh, yeah, Tokyo and Tulsa was a big uh, guest out there. Thank you to everybody. I had tons of people actually walking up saying uh, they love my stuff. But the the main thing that was crazy is the amount of people who said they watch me every week on the Spawncast. Uh, the guy who did the audio video for my presentation, super cool dude. This guy who stopped me in the hallway, was taking random pictures of me like that. Everybody. So, uh, yeah, shout out to all the Spawncast people who stopped me. That's pretty cool. So a bunch of people recognize you from the podcast, huh? Yeah, which I didn't. I mean, I wasn't sure how many people would even show up because I'd never done an out-of-state convention as a guest, but uh, tons and tons and tons of fans walking up. That was super cool. Uh, but then all the Spawncast fans, that was like mind-blowing on top of everything else. Well, we're going to be testing that next month, right, Sean? Yes, we are. Yes, Sean's with me as well here uh, tonight. We're we're going up to Long Island, going up to New York, so yep. we're going we're gonna to find out. I have to figure out how far Austin John is from that convention. Maybe he can like go out there. I think he's in New Jersey or something, so he yeah. might not be terribly far away from that. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he should go. He told me he told me how to break Octopath Traveler, so I got to at least say thank you to him in person if he's there, because um, now my Octopath Traveler characters are just super broken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He told me how to get end game weapons like 18, oh. 18 hours in. Yep. Yeah. I know too, yeah. <laughs> so I have like all end game stuff now. So uh, it's pretty awesome. We're talking about path and everything. And then we have OJ player essence. OJ, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, everyone? It's good to be here again. Yes, yes, yes. And then we have uh, Jordan Fringe. Jordan, how's it going, man? It's going good. I'm happy to be here. And uh, I'll also be at that New York convention as well. Oh, so, cool. Very good. Very good. Yeah, yes. Sean and I have uh, we have a, a panel, right, Sean? 1230 on Sunday. 1230 on Sunday. I don't, I know, don't when know when my panel is. I'm doing it with Alex CND. No clue when it is. <laughs> cool. So, cool. But it'll be fun. It'll be a good convention. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a good time. That's gonna be a time. We're uh, we're up there on Saturday. Sean, we're, we're staying through to Sunday, right? And then we're and we're coming home, so yep. that's gonna be. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted Jordan to be here because we had yet another leak for Spyro, which we'll talk about as well. That'll be fun. Um, and then of course we have Evan. Evan's yeah. back. What's up, Evan? <laughs> always busy, always working. Evan Evan's always on the move. Very good, very good. So what what's everyone been playing? We got we got to jump in this quick. What's everyone been playing this past week? Um, yeah, I figured Octopath <laughs> would come up. Yeah, Octopath. Ah. <laughs> I mean, but I, I know Sean's been playing other stuff though, and we're gonna have yeah. a whole thing about Octopath because I know. I, I know Evan's been playing Octopath. I already know Max pretty much cleared Octopath. At yeah, this point. I beat it. And so now I'm playing Mega Man Legacy Collection, uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. I beat both those. Yes. Yes. Is there, you, are you embargoed on that? Um. Yes. I'm very embargoed up to the eyeballs until uh, <laughs> Tuesday. But I, I mean, I, it's, it's Mega Man. It's great. It cleans up great. And the new modes are great. Yeah, it's it's Mega Man X. That's the thing that I think a lot of people are curious about. That's the thing that you're probably mostly embargoed over is um those modes, right? Because there's the boss rush modes. There's the mode where you can have you can fight two different bosses at the same time. Uh, looked great. Uh, and then they had, I know, of course, they have like their museum mode where you go through all the artwork and everything. So I know those are probably what you're mostly embargoed under is a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and uh, I. And it's got a, an easy mode. I, that That's the thing that surprised me most, that they put a special easy mode yep. uh, where you basically take no damage. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw I saw that. Uh, who you call it? Um, 
who who had somebody had the screenshot on that and i remember i, I was talking about that at one point but that was interesting i saw that and i said okay good because that means that people who because some of those like mega man people regard something like x3 is pretty difficult yeah for a lot of people um that's actually my favorite mega man x game is x3 so i'm pretty familiar with it at this point um but i do understand that it is difficult the first time i was playing it i was like okay this is this is pretty hard mm-hmm. um so that's actually good to have that easy mode nine and ten i think had that too which helped out mm-hmm. um for a lot of people uh but so you're, you're mostly rolling through the x collection now very cool i'm, I'm gonna be looking i'm buying that physically on tuesday right away kind of yeah. physically sorry yeah they're gonna hit us with that code but they gave us a cleaning cloth i think last time um but this does mean that i'll get x3 on a cartridge yes something i have not been able to attain because it's like 200 to 250 dollars online for that all of Um, the good ones are on the cartridge so that's good all the really good ones are. you gotta get i know almost all of us have this but the 8-bit tendo uh thing this uh indie controller this thing is so cool i was using this uh because i've beaten all the uh, x games now for my review um, and man, having a Super Nintendo controller to play Super Nintendo games feels awesome. Yeah, Evan and I turned one of those into a fight stick. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep we ripped it apart. Uh, and they also now have the SNES 8-bit dough or NES 8-bit dough DIY kits now, where mm-hmm. you they send you the board and it can actually go into an original Super Nintendo shell. Like if you have your original Super Nintendo controller and everything, mm-hmm. and you have you want that original feel, you can actually put it into that and it fits. Um, which is cool. They're actually sending one of those over to me so I can check it out. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. I, I want to do a whole th- video on that. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Max. Those are those are awesome controllers, mm-hmm. uh, outstanding controllers. It's it's probably it, it's as close to the type of D pads Nintendo was putting out back with the NES and the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and I mean those bosses actually could be real fast and real hard, and I beat all of it no problem <laughs> with one with one battery, one, basically one battery charge of that actually. So. Yeah, the battery. Oh, the battery's good on that too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be testing that pro controller out to see how that D pad does because that that has some mispresses at times. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, Sean, Sean, which which I know you you have not been playing Octopath. That's the interesting thing. You and Jordan are the two outliers here that have not played any Octopath or or been playing Octopath at all. I know nope. you've been playing a couple things. We've been, what have you been up to? Uh, been playing. Well, I played Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Um, but I you love bought, that You game. bought it again, or did Nintendo send you that? No, I bought it, man. Wow, you bought it straight up. Interesting. I, I, I'm thinking about buying it myself, actually, tomorrow. I'm not joking. It's, it's such a good... It's, I mean, it's such a fun game, and, like, I don't know. I just... I just... I loved it on the Wii U, but, like, playing it back through... Like, I had forgotten, like, so many just basic things about the game because, you know, it's been, like, four years. So it was it was still pretty fresh to me. It was still a lot of fun, and, you know, I, I really liked the, the Odyssey-inspired levels. I thought they were pretty clever and fun. Um, I didn't beat them in five minutes, like, you know, uh, some other people said they did. I don't, I don't really know what that was about. But mostly I've been playing um, Shining Resonance Refrain, which um, minor quibbles aside, um, I really I really like the game. I, I really think it's a good game. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the game because of Octopath, of course. But, I mean, it's so different because it's an action RPG as opposed to a turn-based RPG, which, I mean, I consider those to be... I don't know, like, they're not different genres per se because the core elements are still similar, but, like, gameplay in action RPGs is so different than it is in turn-based RPGs. Like, I don't know, I, I used to hate... It's funny because I used to hate action RPGs. Like, growing up, I would only play turn-based and I would always shy away from the action RPGs, but as I get older, I seem to kind of flip-flop and I seem to like the action RPGs more. Yeah, I did... Um, yeah, so you're, you did uh, Shining Resonance, right? And then yep. you did Ease 8. 
Yep. So you've already been doing those back to back now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. yeah, it's been, I so they got, I mean, not really in the same realm, but uh code of princess EX. Um, mm. I'll be, I got a review copy for that and I'll be reviewing that towards the end of the month. So, you know, another sort of, you know, action game with RPG elements. Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, and then I did see uh Chad Sarant, your, your donation dropped, but I did see it uh, when it came up saying Octopath 20 XX and Captain Toad and bought wild guns, which wild guns is actually a pretty cool adaptation of the older one. Uh, he said, rip my wallet. Yeah. A lot of people are spending quite a bit of money now on a lot of these releases coming out. Mm -hmm. um, but 20 XX, uh, that's one that I was also playing this past week. And I actually, I actually liked that game a good bit. It's good if you're a big Mega Man fan. Um, but Captain Toad was an interesting one because I didn't know how many people would buy it since it was, I mean, that's another game that's basically a, a straight up Wii port, right, Sean? I mean, they do have Odyssey levels in it. But. Yeah, they got Odyssey levels. Um, there's kind of a shitty two player mode in there where it's kind of like Super Mario Galaxy, like not a big deal. But I mean, you got to figure like I think Captain Toad sold maybe 1.5 mil on the Wii U. So it's not like, you know, probably a lot of Nintendo Switch owners have played it um it, it also is of course available on the 3ds yeah, but yeah they got it on the 3ds and uh, people were saying it actually runs well on there yeah but i mean you know that 3ds screen like it's just so hard to it go hurts. back it hurts yeah. <laughs> oh i also you know what i also played um splatoon 2 i have not played splatoon 2 i did it had to it's it's got to be at least six or seven months like um <laughs> My uh, 14 year old cousin, I was on vacation. Um, he was like, I want to challenge you to Splatoon 2 one on one. <laughs> I was like, all right, bitch. And so like, I, I, I had to update my Splatoon copy and like where I was. This is, your, this, is your, this is your nephew, you said? No, it's a cousin. Cousin. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell he is, but he's <laughs> somehow related to me. Are you actually related to him? Yeah, we're related. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, <laughs> Maybe. It's a weird, it's a really weird I'm, story. I'm he, picturing a, a four a picturing a 14-year-old wearing flat brim Nintendo hats and with that facial hair somehow. <laughs> no, no, see, we're not we're not like blood blood because it's it's my it's my first cousin's mother's son who didn't have it with my uncle, and my uncle is blood. My aunt wasn't. And then she passed away, and my cousin somehow adopted him. I, it, like I said, it's a really weird story. But anyways, mm. so we I boot up the game and like I'm like a level like 20 or something and he's like a level 72. I beat that bitch's ass so bad. I was just oh man, it was so satisfying. I was like, don't ever challenge me again. <laughs> Great with the kids, dude. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> you just like explain you just explained Kingdom Hearts story, so now I understand it. <laughs> I understand what's going on here. Oh so. yeah, NX Revolution with the two dollars asking if we're gonna are we streaming that direct tom tomorrow? Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty good, dude. Can't yeah, wait. there's there there's it doesn't appear there's gonna be a direct in July, and a lot of people have been saying that even online now. So oh, I didn't even hear that rumor. Yeah, there were there was supposed to be one tomorrow, and everyone was like on Sunday. Yeah, good good that you didn't hear it. Don't yeah. waste your time with it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't worry about that. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, what about you, OJ? What you been up to, man? Just I'm playing Octopath like crazy. Fantastic game. One of the best Switch games. I've uh, been hearing about some pretty cool stuff. I know we're going to talk about Octopath later, but news-wise, been hearing about some great stuff, third-party in terms of sales and stuff. So that's good. I got a review code for Captain Toad, so I need to actually start playing that more. So, uh, yeah, so I'll start playing that. I'll stream it at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Octopath taking over, man. Yeah, I got, I got Dead Souls 2. I, I did play a bit of that. So that that's cool. Yep. That's, 
Can't yep, I've been playing it. Dead Cells as well. Uh, but yeah. Evan Evan has not touched it, and he could tell you all about that. Like, he hasn't touched the Switch version or anything. He hasn't even looked I at it. I just that. have the Switch version. Um, but yeah. Evan has been playing it on PC quite a bit, and I actually did a video on Dead Cells on the PC like a little over a year ago on this channel. So we've been following this game for a while, waiting for it. Um, I actually tweeted at Motion Twins. After I did that video, I was like, hey, this would be a good game on the Switch to bring over. I think it would work well. And they were like, we'll look into it. And here you go. Now yep. it's coming to the switch. So thank, thank you, Spawn Wave. Yes. It's all you. <laughs> hey, oh, that man. that tweet actually got some attention. So I was, I was, uh, I was, it was pretty funny to see that. Um, but that game's been around for a while. They've been working on it, Evan, right, for a long time. Yeah, it's been on early access for a few years now. Yes, and it's releasing uh, on the PC as well around the same time. Yep. And the way it feels currently is so much different than what it was originally, and it's great. Everything they added is just fantastic. That's the PC version, not not the Switch version. We're embargoed under. We're not saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely talking about the PC version. <laughs> They're pretty much exactly the same, but we're talking about the PC version. Yeah, talk about the PC version. I would not know anything about the PC version, even though I. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So let's just... um, I can tell you, along with Evan, the PC version is very, very good. So make sure you don't sleep on Dead Cells, um, and it's going to be coming out physically later on in the month as well. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, look into that as well, uh, just because it's pretty cool to see these kind of games uh, show up as physical releases um, on the Switch. So that's that's good to see also. So a lot of Octopath I'm hearing. What about you, Jordan? You don't you don't have Octopath yet, right? I do not. OK, so what uh, what have you been playing instead? Uh, it's been more of a, a busy week for me Okay. Uh, recently because uh, I have to travel towards the end of next week. So I've been trying to, I, I'm an editor, so I edit to try to get a bunch of work done ahead of time. So I'm not like worrying about it while I'm traveling on my laptop. So it's been more of that. I played a couple rounds of uh, Mario tennis aces, but that's, that's about it. Did you play it? Did you play it after that patch that went out? Um, when did the patch come out? Oh gosh. A couple of days Nin ago. 19th, 19th. Yeah. No, I played it before that. I didn't, I, it was before that then. Yeah. yeah. They nerfed, they nerfed uh, baby Bowser. I did hear. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. they also yeah. made adjustments to the trick Take shots, that. so they're not like easily yeah, spammable. Yeah, you can't anymore. spam them as much anymore, which is awesome. <laughs> so yes, they worked to fix that game because mm -hmm. the spamming of trick shots was no annoying, and yep. Baby Bowser was really annoying. They, they also made a number of adjustments in terms of, like the, the trick shots, but just kind of like the flow of the gameplay. It doesn't just seem so broken like when you play it at this point. From what mm -hmm. I've been seeing, it seems a little yep. bit more balanced when you actually like apply tennis strategy. You know. You're gonna mm -hmm. get the point more so than people just oh spamming the trick shot like you said. So they made some good adjustments. Yeah, to be fair, I usually don't play. Uh, I play like the basic one. I don't play with all the bells and whistles and stuff on. I just yeah. play like straight up like uh like like tennis. Like none of like the I don't do any of the crazy shots or anything. Um, so I don't I didn't know as much about the trick shots. But when I did get in there, people were just trick shotting all over the place. If the ball went behind you. You would just backflip. And just smack it back and everything. It's it was like oh. it's kind of dumb. I mean, they just but they they balanced it out. It's still stupid, but they balanced it out a lot better. You know? Evan, you um you had a, a couple issues with aces though. I remember you sent me a message about that. I think it was yeah. mostly about you playing online was having issue with. Oh you. yeah, the online was garbage. While I was playing it, it was not it's in a good still shape. Broken, Jesus. The the problem I noticed was it seems that a person hosts and it just picks randomly between the two people, but the inputs if you put them in and you're lagging to the other person the inputs won't go through. So if you're moving and since it's momentum based, it'll start your character to move, but then you'll lag, so you'll stop and then you'll start again, making all characters move slower than they fully would against someone who's actually hosting the game. And if you actually input the shot when the ball's coming at you. But that's the moment it lags. That input doesn't go through, so you can get hit with a body shot pretty easily. Hmm. It's just obnoxious. 
Got it. Yeah, I, I play online uh, occasionally now. Octopath t- has taken up more of my time, and then uh, Dead Cells and some other stuff. But uh, when I do when I do play online, I don't have as much of an issue with the basic mode. I had more of an issue with the trick shots and stuff that were going on um, with input lag on that. But like the basic one, I don't really have a lot of too many issues with. Um, but I also got that sweet sweet upgraded internet now, so that might help. Yeah, man. Uh, let me, uh, Jordan. Anything else, man? There's a lot of aces recently. It's just that, you know, I haven't had much time for anything else, but I have a backlog I got to eventually get through. <laughs> uh, well, let me let me ask you, um, are you looking into Octopath more and more now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a game that I know I want to put a lot of time into if I pick it up. And I know right now I don't have a lot of time and it would be hard balancing enjoying the game versus neglecting work. So it's it's something that probably probably in like a lull around October, I think would be a best time for me because I know September I'll be busy with Spyro you know stuff what, at the end. You know what? You know what Octopath is good for? It's a good uh my video is rendering. Let me grind some levels game. It, it's that, and I also say you can actually <laughs> pick it, it up and put it down pretty well. Something yeah. that annoyed me during my review a little bit is that every time you go to like a new town and you're about to start like the next person's like main story mission, it actually does like a previously on style thing. It actually pops up this big title scar that says like so-and-so came from this village and the reason they're in this town, it like does a quick refresher. So even if you put it down for a month, you'd easily be able to be like, oh yeah, I'm here because I'm looking for this person who betrayed my family. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That, that's definitely a better incentive. I'll have to look into it for sure now. Absolutely. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, I would look into that more though, Jordan. You're right. Uh. But let's let's jump into. I guess let's just move into Octopath first thing. Uh. Top the charts. The media creates in Japan, pretty easily. Hundred over one hundred ten thousand uh, units sold there. It was the top in the UK in terms of revenue. Um. I believe in terms of units, it was still behind Crash, which Crash is ridiculous in the UK. It's 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 kind of how it's also it's a forty dollar game. So there's a lot of stuff helping, but apparently it was very close and. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff was kind of working towards uh, Crash being above that, but uh, Octopath did well in terms of revenue there. And from what we've heard, it's been it's been selling out and, and stuff pretty much everywhere. They even had to tell people that it's buy it digitally in Japan at this point. I did also we were also hearing, and I know you heard this as well, OJ, that they are working to restock going into August as best they can. So I'm going to be curious of the sales charts for this week when we see those next week to see if they really had that much of an issue with stock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently they had a restock at the Yodobashi or whatever camera place, one of the big retail chains in Japan. And um, it sold out in three hours. So they had a restock mm-hmm. and all the copies were gone in three hours. So it's interesting. I, want, I would be interested to see how much they actually, how much was the restock? I couldn't have been a lot because I don't think they were expecting their initial stock. They sold through 90%. Japan sold through 90% of their stock. Yeah. You know, um, and th- so like that, that's unheard of for a third party game on the switch. That's un- no third party game has ever sold through that much on the switch on the I, switch. So I didn't e- expect it, but I sort of was leaning towards that. So my review copy was digital, but I was out of town when I was up at the convention in Oklahoma. I woke up Friday morning and actually ran to a GameStop in Oklahoma to buy a copy. Just like literally waited in line to make mm-hmm. sure I could get one right at open just because I was like, these are going to sell it physically. I want one for my collection for sure. Yeah, that's a great like game to get just for the collection. I think that, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I think it might actually end up being a game like 20 years from now that might be kind of hard to get. As weird yeah. as that sounds, I do. Um, just because it's very popular right now, and they're just struggling just to stock. 
So I could see that. And honestly, if you get the really nice special edition that uh, OJ, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, that yeah. Thing, that thing is sweet, man. It is. It is. It is absolutely. If you see that Wayfarer's edition, guys, I know it's a little bit pricey for maybe what's in there for some people, but definitely pick it up. I doubt that thing's going to be long around for longer. I really don't think they're going to make a lot of those. Like they didn't tell us, but I just don't think they're going to make a lot of them at all. Um, yeah. So the, but I, the I pop-up, like the pop-up book thing is awesome. It looks yes. so good. It looks, it looks amazing. It doesn't have a traditional art book, which is unfortunate, but it does have that pop-up. That's the book. one thing that that's the one thing I was kind of like, ah man, with the artwork you see in that game, mm. it was like that would have been really nice to have in there. And like some like uh some like designer notes, like, okay, this is what we were thinking of when we made this, you know, like this is like the art, like that would have been really nice to have, but it doesn't have that. But if you guys see that Wayfarer's edition, pick it up because it might be really it might be worth a lot in the I future. mean, it's like forty dollars more. So for a special edition, like we're seeing hundred fifty to two hundred dollars special edition right now. <laughs> Resident are we talking about Resident Evil today? Resident <laughs> I Evil mean, 2? we can if you want. I didn't I even. Mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know. I don't definitely don't want to talk about I it if saw, you weren't. If you I saw that special it. edition pop up and I was like, oh man, that's oh, yeah. like I know Max is buying it, but yeah, like, <laughs> well, because I'm obsessed with Resident Evil Two. Yeah. So you guys, well, I'm so weird. I actually want to get the special edition and I also want to get the normal edition just so I can put it in my normal collection. But I want to put like I want to put the Resident Evil figurine like up in my background. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that would actually make a lot of sense for you. Like I said, you're a big Resident Evil fan, so I get why you'd buy it and everything that makes a lot of sense to me. But like Octopath for what it is and the special issues we're currently seeing, we saw that Call of Duty one, which is insane because they're going to have uh, they're going to have their season pass. They're going to have loot box. They have so much stuff in that game. And then they have this massive special edition and everything. Um, for, for what we're seeing now, 100 bucks actually is not bad for Octopath's uh, mm-hmm. special edition. $40 more than the regular. Um, yeah. So, But uh, go, go on, Max. I was going to say, there's this weird resale shop next to my house that is this weird thing where I keep an eye on it. A, a lot of times I don't buy uh, collector's editions new anymore because about two months after a game comes out, all of a sudden, like collector's editions will start piling up for dirt cheap in their display case. It's just a weird thing I've seen over and over again. So now almost every cool collector's edition I get for retail, like I usually, uh, if it's a hundred dollar one, I'll get it for sixty bucks in two months. So I'm, uh, I'm already just sitting there and just like, <laughs> Wait. hey, how do you feel about Octopath? I'm just like playing the long game here. And if I don't see it, I'm probably gonna buy it on eBay because I want it real bad. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. But uh, Octopath itself, uh, we didn't, none of us really had a chance to have played it last week because it came out Friday, and we did the podcast Saturdays. And it's a, obviously a game you want to spend more than three hours on before you talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's everyone's current thoughts on Octopath? Since I think at this point, this will probably be the last time we really talk about it unless anything big happens to it. Um, what are what are our thoughts on it? I guess. Sucks. I can't put it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think honestly, like if you look at like what the Switch was like, who the Switch is kind of appealing to in terms of like the age and demographics and things, just some of the people that play, I think honestly, it's like the perfect Switch game. Like you can play it, with the Joy-Cons, it's super comfortable. You can lie down and play. It's just a turn-based RPG. You can play it handheld. You can play it like, it looks great, Doc. There's no compromises or anything that happens outside of the resolution from seven, from 1080 to 60, or sorry, from 1080 to 720p. So to me, there's nothing really to complain about. The art style is really great. I mean, there's some issues with some of the game like by itself, but I'm just saying in terms of it being on the Switch, I, I can't see a more perfect system for it to be on. You know, you this, know? This, this blows my mind because Sean... A lot of people might not realize this because a lot of people were subscribing to him recently, obviously, throughout the year. Sean's RGT stands for Retro Gaming Tube. And this is Octopath Travel is one of the most retro games released in a while that's in the mainstream media right now for gaming. He hasn't bought it yet. 
This sure. man's calling out this man's channel. <laughs> I mean, I, got, I have the Best Buy tab up right now. Okay, okay. Go swing by and pick Octopath this up. As calling him out. No, see, tomorrow I have a busy day because um, my PSP Go charger comes in. I just found my PSP Go, and I remember I put, like, a bunch of games on it, and I'm really excited to play it tomorrow. That's your busy day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have some videos I'm working on. Yeah, it's like, do anything. My PSP <laughs> Go charger's here. I'm, I'm editing for 14 hours tomorrow and you're like i've got a charger cable no no i got i got videos videos. wait wait did you order it on amazon prime yeah oh okay okay okay. like seriously this this man in between taking vacations all the time tinder and i mean this man just he's all sean i love you bro (laughs) (laughs) the king of relaxation i'll just tell you that right now uh on on the topic though of octopath it's so perfect for handheld like one of my main concerns was that grinding was going to be too slow because as somebody who's played a lot of handheld RPGs and a lot of console RPGs, typically handheld RPGs are faster of like f- every four battles, you'll get a level instead of like 10 battles, like a, a console Final Fantasy. And I feel like they they actually really did that balance well. And I feel like they also did the map of like, the map is very, very full. Every single, like every section of it typically has like a hidden secret or a shrine to get a subclass or a side quest. It's one of those things where it it really kind of feels like a really blown up, fantastic retro handheld RPG. And it's, man, I'm so in love with it. I'm sorry. I still can't get over this. Sean, you said you have a Best Buy gift card. Yeah. When did you get it? Um, July 4th. Uh, fifth, and why, why don't you just order Octopath Traveler last week? Man, I don't, I, don't, I can't think for the future. You don't know what the future but holds. Best, Best Buy does like two day shipping now, just like Amazon. You just order it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even have to leave your house, and it would be there by Tuesday. Yeah, I see it. Get free shipping. Get it by Tuesday. <laughs> I have the site up. The gift card's over there. I gotta walk over there. Yeah, Notice how he's had, yeah, I was gonna say he's had the site up for like five minutes now, still hasn't hit order because the gift card's over there. Really, I wanted to say real quick, like, I think one yeah, of my favorite things thing? about it is like the when you break somebody, the opponent's I'm like, just the, giving Sean a hard time. <laughs> yeah, the slow mo, the slow mo camera is cool. I'm yeah. trying to save Sean here. <laughs> I'm, trying yeah. to, I'm trying to save Sean because y'all, y'all just gang up on it. It's so, fine, it's fine. The slow mo camera, like when you break somebody's, I think that was one of the best elements. Like especially if you hit all of them at the same time, it just yeah. it just has this really cool effect to it. That's just so fun. It has that thing. impact, you know. Yeah. It feels like yes. just, mm, you just well, got it, it ever so slight. It like zooms in by like five percent and slows down. One of my favorite things is like all the birds. I'm like almost every bird uh, class enemy in the game is weak to arrows. So if you do that spam attack where it just rains arrows yeah, for arrow three storm. turns, yeah. it's so fun to do that and immediately see like even if they have a bunch of shield that just slow mo breaks them all one by one. It feels and, so powerful and like you feel the rumble coming from the top and it's just like break and like you just feel like piercing them. Like you feel like as if you're freaking like Robin Hood or something. <laughs> like you're literally piercing them with a with an arrow. Yeah, man, it, it's it's fantastic. I think it I is, should say man. beyond the grind because we keep talking about killing little creeps. Uh, the bosses in this game are actually incredible. Dude, I so, don't want to spoil the fights, and I don't think we should. I've yeah. helped the guy out on Twitter actually with one of them because he couldn't get past it for a while. But the fights are a little bit more detailed than just you know do use your use your best buff and then just spam it's not that all the time and it's so good so i actually beat i beat all the main stories before the game came out having to complete that without a strategy guy was so tough i'll be honest 
I lost, I think to 60% of bosses, I lost on the first try just because you have to fight smart. It's You can just level up and power them down, but you have to fight smart. A lot of them actually behave very differently. That yeah, was so one of, cool. One of them, I was out-leveled pretty heavily, and he still kept killing me over and over just because of how his boss mechanic worked. So mm -hmm. like, it's one of those things where it's really great. Yeah, so they 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 thought a bit when they made this game. We'll say that because I've run into a few of those too. I know you're talking yeah. about. Um, but uh, I, just a few. I've mostly just been grinding away. I wanted to just blow through everything with obscene power. So I, I would say real fast. Uh, my everybody. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for the love. That Octopath video. I put my Octopath Traveler up review a couple days later than everybody else, and it still blew up. And I'm getting tons of nice words, even in chat. I've seen people in chat. Uh, saying they liked my video, so I just want to say thank you everybody for watching that. I was uh, I was sad I had to put it out late, but I'm glad I got uh, you know people enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the thing. A lot of times people just want to hear your thoughts on it. So, mm -hmm. like, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, a topic we have here soon that we're probably going to start moving over to. If any, unless there's anything else anyone want to talk about for uh, Octopath before we moved on, uh, go buy Octopath. Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is that towards I'm, Sean? <laughs> I'm putting in the gift card now. Just aim it towards the camera. I'll, I'll order it for you, Sean. <laughs> no, Dude, so we're, we're just trying to help you get it before your busy day tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Very busy day. Hey, you know what? I will say you found your PSP Go. I still don't have one, so I need to get one. I got it for free, actually, um, from an old coworker um, at my old job. She just gave it to oh. me. I wonder how much those are now. Those go for. They're oh, actually they're a bit because a they sold like crap, so there's less in circulation, mm. and b there's a certain kind of hacking you could do on those that you couldn't do the others. The chicken yeah. wire mod. Yeah, the I what? need to. I need also need to buy another Vita because I want one uh, that I'm doing a Vita collection because I think that's going to be like the the thing that's impossible to find in ten years. So. It's ordered. It's ordered. It'll be here <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> There you go, Square. We sold one on camera. Well, everybody, F, F in the chat, F in the chat to pay respects. <laughs> go, seriously, like, seriously though, Sean, you're going to have a blast. Oh yeah, Trust dude, me. I, I loved, I loved the the demo of it. It was it's just made it better from the demo. It's even better from the demo, so that's good. With Shining Resonance, I just didn't because I, I'm probably not going to do a video on it because it's been so long, and obviously, I'm just getting it now. So it's kind of one of those games I just want to enjoy, you know. So, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. Actually, I'd be curious on your thoughts for that. You should do it, Sean. You should do a video on it. Even if it's just a I, gameplay video where you're playing it and grinding and talking about it, I'd just be curious on your thoughts. Well, you, Yeah, exactly. And you also handle things differently, so you could just do a uh, uh, let's break down the gameplay. The, yeah. the RPG Switch deserves, and you doing this on the thumbnail? <laughs> Mostly because you have a lot of knowledge about old RPGs, so. Yeah, that's true. You know? I mean, you're, you're going to be talking about the Sega Saturn tomorrow, right? Um, I might have to delay that till Monday because I ended up You ended up pushing your your, your, about. your August uh, uh, switch games to tomorrow. That's probably gonna be tomorrow. I gotta fit it. I gotta do that tonight. Nice. That'd be cool. All right, very good. Very good. We'll be keeping an eye out for that one then. Uh, so Max, you you played No Man's Sky next. Yeah, well no no no. So I, I played the the what is it called? Outline or whatever the, uh, sorry, what is the stupid update? I played everything up to next. Uh, I played all the new updates, so okay. I haven't had access to next yet. I saw you um, on Twitter. Uh, foundation, that's what I played. 
I saw you on Twitter putting something up that said the uh, the update file was like 40 gigabytes or something like that. It, it's not really. It's like uh, 8.9. Oh, and, okay. the, and the game itself is five. So on top of that, I guess it's, now it's like uh, 16 total or whatever. What is, what is next out? That's Tuesday. Uh, somebody told me that if you switch your time on your clock to Australian time, it'll start installing at about 11 p.m. Otherwise, huh. in America, it's going to start auto installing the update at about 11 a.m. On Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. You're going to be checking that out? Yeah, I'm going to do a, another review. I'm basically playing through, because people know I've actually been very critical of No Man's Sky. I did a video that really blew up yeah, last people, year. People hate you for that, right? Uh, uh, pe people were mad, but I think overall... Pe <laughs> people really did not time, like you for that video, if I remember right. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of people whose uh, picture was little crystal telling me to drown myself in Sean Murray's delicious tears. But um, yeah, so I did a video last year called The Lies of No Man's Sky, but I think... Part of being a reviewer is being able to go back and critically look at something a second time with open eyes. So I want to see what it's like now. So my plan is I'm actually playing it a lot uh, tomorrow to try and get a feel for the foundation update. That way I can see this new one that's supposed to have third person view and not fake multiplayer. Uh, we'll see how it plays. I'm I'm curious. Did anybody here uh, on the podcast play No Man's Sky at all when it came out in 2016? I, I did. Right here. Okay. That, I did too. Yeah. Not okay. only did I play it, I, I'm the only person in the world who played it basically a, a week before launch. I managed to get somebody to give me a copy before launch. So, uh, I, one of the things I got a bunch of backlash at launch as well, because when I reviewed it, I had the first review up in the world and I said like, wow, this game is super great. And people are like, you didn't play the, the week one giant patch. And then I installed the patch and it was exactly the same. And Sean Murray, <laughs> Sean Murray basically called my video a liar. He actually said that uh, anybody who releases a video on launch day without the day one update, didn't really play the game. It's identical. It was one of those things, there but, no but, that lie, that lie, like everybody bought the lie. Nobody played the unpatched version, but me. But it was it was one of my biggest disappointments in gaming in recent time. Uh, I, I I probably put Mass Effect still ahead of that, but uh, No Man's Sky I was really hyped for. It was I was like, this is gonna be my game of the year. This is everything I've wanted in a video game: the space travel, the everything in general about it. And when you get it, it's like, all right, go collect elements. <laughs> it was it was a little uh yeah it was it was uh, boring like it's yeah. sure some visuals were like okay that's cool but literally that pat that the new update that comes out next week was everything promised two years ago and well, yeah. I'm, I'm in a weird ridiculous. spot because i didn't hate it at launch i actually thought it had a lot of cool stuff but it was one of those games that i feel like once you got even a little bit into it it was mm -hmm. done like it, it, it uh, I use a phrase in a couple of my reviews, which is playing your hand, where it's like a game builds up anticipation, it builds up and then it drops it. And I feel like Octopath does that really well, like where you play one character and you think you know the combat and then you get another character and it completely changes the combat and it slowly builds itself up. So when it plays its hand, it blows your mind. There is no mind blowing at all. They just right at nope. the start, they're like, yeah. you just fly a ship around. Doop -a -doop. Can I talk about that just a little bit? Because, yeah. you know, I'm not huge into like, you know, the games like this, but I wanted to give it a shot back then. Uh, my channel, I, was, I wasn't full time back then when it came out, you know, I wasn't I was still having another day job and all that. So I was I didn't get a ton of time to get into it and like play it. But from what I played, man, it just seems like, yeah, full of promises. I bought it on hype too, full of promises, full of everything that when I played it, like you said, it was just like, this is it. Like, it just seems so basic and so boring. And it didn't have any of the layers that Mr. Murray, you know, was talking yeah. about. And I kind of realized that it was a sham, you know, because this studio isn't a huge, big studio that can invest so much time and money into it. It, feel, it felt like they were trying to hype this up to be some type of crazy game. And then you end up realizing that 
they didn't take the time to do the other things that independent games do, you know, like mechanics wise and stuff. I mean, obviously it can be a basic game. That's fine. As long as the gameplay is good, but the gameplay didn't seem that fun either. So, I mean, I, I really like how you explained it. It just seemed like it, there was no layer to it. Like you said, with Octopath or even other games, there was no layer. It was just, this is it. And that's that. Well, and it has so many things that they clearly didn't have time to balance, like the weird, like intergalactic police, where if you start destroying certain planets too much, those weird little yes. robots come down and attack you. And it's one of those things where it's like, how can you tell me that destroying stuff is going to give me resources and that's so I can explore and then tell me not to do that? You're telling me not to explore. That was such a big oversight. It was a weird contradiction in the game that made it very unfun especially in a tough situation where you needed stuff but you couldn't even defeat the people that were coming after you and it just kept getting worse and the machines that came after you were even bigger and worse and don't get me wrong with throughout the game there is some like really jaw-dropping like visual moments like if mm -hmm. it's like you go to a certain one there's only like this one little cube you go in and you like you see all the lighting and it gets really intense with the music and it's like okay this is pretty cool but it ultimately leads to nowhere and and it just kind of keeps doing that repetitive cycle of there's going to be cool stuff and then you never get to that cool stuff because it's just a stringing along of the same thing and that's what i kept getting like the first four hours i loved i was like wow cool this is new i'm going to planets i'm seeing all this cool stuff and then you keep going and 10 hours in you're like that I haven't done anything new besides see a planet that we're sometimes gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna yeah. read the super chats here in a little bit, guys, for everyone who is doing that. But I do want to point out uh, Chad Sarant says that No Man's Sky was the definition of hype overload. Do you guys think that in the media and the build up to it, do you think that really hurt it more so that when it came out and it wasn't up he, to expectations, would it even be possible? Sean heard it. Mr. Sorry, sorry, Dreamcast guy. Mr. Murray heard it. He's the reason why. It's not anybody yeah. else's fault but him. Yeah. He's, he lied. He lied. Well, so it's, it's, uh, it's his fault. He did lie, but the problem was, I definitely think that this was a cyclical pattern of the media. Like so many of these websites, new people were excited about it and they just kept putting him on camera and dragging out more and more weird lies from him over and over again. And he just kept feeding him like, I think this will probably be dead. So it just became the cyclical cycle and they were making tons of money on those videos. So they just kept dragging him back but, for but more. The backing of Sony though, too, like Sony's yeah. backing this game up. It's like, whoa, a big publisher, an indie developer. So like when you see like a game that's being backed by a, like a big publisher, for example, not to the same degree, but like, let's say like a runner three, Nintendo obviously was talking to them about stuff like that. It obviously gets a little bit more play like, or like a fast rmx or something that like a, a bigger publisher backs you know like shenmue uh, that was like a sony type of deal you know with shenmue 3 so like it was also that too so i mean i think it was a combination of like what you said the media obviously was doing that but also sean didn't sean and sony didn't do any favors there with them acting like this game was going to be like a, you know the greatest I actually I actually did not like how Sony handled it in that Sony so quickly threw him under the bus. Like I yeah. kind of like poor Sean Murray, like Sean Murray, let's face it. Sean Murray dug the deepest hole he possibly could ask for gasoline and then set himself on fire <laughs> in the bottom of the hole. Like nobody was saving that guy, but I'm so annoyed. The fact that Sony was like, yeah, what a liar. Like even, even yeah. Yoshida was like, yeah. yeah, guys go get him. It was like, Oh, come on. Like they, it, they, they threw him under the bus quick, man. They, yeah. they didn't even care. They, they <laughs> they, they didn't even start the bus first. They're they like, well, here, you son too. of a bitch. Yeah, they knew he was lying, too. They knew the game wasn't the game that oh, yeah. they were marketing, yet uh, as soon as that came, well, well, that, that wasn't look at, us. Look how, look how brave Sean is in the chat now After now that he's ordered Octopath Traveler, asking, as, telling people about likes and stuff in the, in the chat now. 
I'm thinking of banning him. I mean, geez. And I'm eating chips, which could kill me. I was going to say, you, you were eating those chips so the camera was jumping to you, and I was like, wait a minute, we've been here before. I'll <laughs> <laughs> feel people talking about cooling, too. Yeah, oh, man, that was uh, such a... That Culling 2 situation was insane. We needed it. The, the, the gaming universe needed a failed, a badly failed Battle Royale mode. That, we, we that was, that. That's the most catastrophic fail I've ever seen. I played that game the last hour that it'll ever exist. I literally played it as it deleted. Yeah, man. I like I liked your video on it. I lived vicariously through your bad game through the bad game. It was awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh man. Um oh see, look, now people are clicking the light. See what you've done, Sean? God damn I'm it! Sorry, Sean. I'm sorry. Now people are clicking the like button. My gosh, this this might be the they. worst. Yeah, this is this is this is the worst. Uh, okay, so we've uh, we did we did No Man's Sky Gearbox. Did you guys see the typo? This might be a smaller topic. I don't know how many of you guys <laughs> saw this. Did you guys see the ridiculous typo that took place by Gearbox, Randy Pitchford, uh, the whole thing, Sega, Alien, Colonial Marine, Colonial Marines, where it had one of the biggest issues with it was the AI. Turns out there was an A where there shouldn't have been an A, making the word tether teether, which means that then your enemies that you're fighting, right, they don't know what's around them. The whole point of environment tether was that they know what's going on around them. Can they use, say, this pipe to go through and flank you, stuff like that? They were pretty much just dumb. It, and yeah, it was they, a single letter. They used to, that was the most famous thing in so many videos where they would literally try and walk up walls. They would not understand that it was a wall instead of the floor. So they try and walk on walls all the time. And just because of one typo. Isn't that insane? That is the, the, the most mind boggling thing I've ever heard. And then they put up a job listing that is asking people to look for typos in their code. <laughs> and in order to try to get the job, like to actually fill out the application, you have to be able to tell them the difference between teether or tether. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, how do you not notice that though? Well, so I my uh, my cousin actually does uh, code bug checking for Sprint or Verizon, and she said that literally her team just sits there and they keep passing unfinished code back and forth is their job It's basically there's like three to six other teams that they're constantly working on projects and they hand you part of it and you check part of it and then you pass it off and you pass it off and some of these are beta builds that never enter a phone and some of these are like completed versions that you need to recook one more time and she talks about crazy oversight like that all the time where you're trying to fix oh there's this weird thing where the screen flickers and you spend six weeks working on that and then you accidentally put an extra bug in there where it'll uh think that you're touching the screen wrong so I hear that bug bug checking in games is so difficult. Mm. I feel like that just is like the, I think that pretty much just tells us the game was rushed. It missed QA, uh, budget cuts, something. Something happened that they missed that completely. But it is just well, crazy. If you remember like the whole lawsuit that went down where mm -hmm. a lot of the money that was given to make that game Gearbox and and I, and I love Gearbox for Borderlands and all that, but I'm not afraid to call them out on the the crap that they did, taking that money and most likely using it to make sure that uh, their next Borderlands game was as big as it can be or whatever they were going to work on next, and really half-assing the the Aliens game. Regardless, well, they handed they handed the Aliens game off to a whole other team. I thought like they just yeah they they, they they basically shifted it as little priority as possible gave it no attention no love and just popped it out i got the game day one i was so excited for it one because it's like oh gearbox is attached to it i love borderlands yeah, and, and oh i love aliens out, 
they even put out that gameplay trailer that looked amazing at the which, one convention. Yeah, it was just not something yeah. that exists. It's that not real. Yeah. Not that trailer actually got them sued for $2.1 million in Australia. Successfully sued. Uh, that's actually a law of you can't show something that is a false product. That's what the law is considered. And so because mm -hmm. of it, they had to remove all those trailers, apologize, and pay $2 million. Mm. Yeah, it was not a not a good time for them. Yeah, the reason that. the reason all this came up, by the way, is this is really funny. The reason this happened is because the game exploded in popularity, kind of online, because it went down to three dollars. So everyone <laughs> was like, eh, "It's probably worth three bucks," uh, and everyone bought it. Uh, I already had it, but you know, everyone's buying it. They're looking into the mod, and that uh, typo, I think, I think that was actually found like a year ago. But no one really figured it out until recently. And then they uh, tested. I heard when it was tested out, like like so when someone fixed it, like the game, besides like the the crappiest story and all that other stuff, the enemies and how they at, reacted and, mm -hmm. and moved around was incredible. Yeah, like well, it was like different. Oh, they work I, now. I've I've heard it's a lot better, but certain bosses and stuff still have terrible AI. I've heard oh, it completely yeah. fixes the AI, but I heard a lot of the bosses. Yeah, and stuff I got that final, I got final fight in the game was yeah. already better. Yeah, it, it's um, apparent. Apparently, it really helps with the enemies that you run. Even the one you run into immediately in the beginning, you can tell right away. Like there are As before and after. The doorway, yeah. Yeah, there's before <laughs> and after footage on on YouTube now of people taking it, and it's crazy. Like they're actually like moving around, they're taking cover, they're flanking you, they're doing all this crazy stuff. Moving enemies, my god. Yeah. Well, before they would just run right oh, at you, oh, you know, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. You just gun them down and you keep moving. Um, much different now, much different. So it's um it's pretty cool to see that. But I did buy it when it first came out, and yeah, I was part of that uh very disappointed mob. Yeah, <laughs> say that. One. Yeah, that was that was not fun. That was not fun. Uh, Luckily, I was working at I was working at GameStop at the time, mm -hmm. and we got a like a, a bonus. Like like our uh, general manager came in and was like, "All right, um, and so like I can't give like a monetary bonus like in terms of like cash extra to your paycheck, but you pick out a game or a collector's edition up to this value, and it's yours." And I was like, "Okay." And Aliens was come literally came out that day, and it had they had the collector's edition. I was like, "I'll take that because I'm a huge Alien fan." And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely. I'll take the collector's edition. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> you're really one, of the, you're one of the lucky ones. Uh, so, uh, Jordan, can we talk about Spyro here for a minute? Oh, yeah. that's uh, let, me, uh, let, me, uh, let me read you this super chat from Gabe who said, yo, Jordan, hashtag Spyro is my bro. I'm loving this live stream. Keep up the good work, bro. That's Very the homie. Cool. Gabe's awesome. Ah, and then matches uh, dropped in a super chat. I'm reading these off as we go. Theories on the weird holdup with Spyro Switch. So uh, I talked to you a little bit about this, Jordan, and I wanted to have mm -hmm. you on because we were going to talk about Spyro. Spyro popped up again on their own website this time with Switch and PC as platforms that it could be pre-ordered for. Um, and we've already seen it leaked kind of once by Nintendo UK on their own website. So mm -hmm. based on what we saw with Crash and everything, we, we have a feeling that Activision and them are like, oh, maybe we should start putting this stuff on the Switch. PC was the weird one. I don't really get the whole PC thing. But uh, what do you what are your thoughts on the the Switch uh, possibility of Spyro? So do, do you want me to go into like the the full reasoning from what I've been told directly from yes. Activision? You, you've, been, you've been in contact with actual people behind this project, so yeah, <laughs> I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on it. So. Uh, I'll take it back to when when this when Spyro and Crash went into development. It was before uh, Switch kits went out, uh, and this was like a, like right at the time of the Wii U and like 
all the third party companies are like, nah, we don't want to do anything more with this console. It's not selling all that, you know, they don't want to put their games on there. And besides Crash went on to be uh, PlayStation exclusive, Spyro at the time, they were like, okay, we're just going to focus on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox. We're just not going to worry about Nintendo. So they start development of these games and they're working on them and working on them. And then the Switch comes out. And it's a success and everyone's loving it and everyone wants their game on there to the point where Activision's like, you know, we, we should probably get this on the Switch like now. So, But at the same time, Toys for Bob is like, well, if we take any resources away from all the hard work we're making on this game, we're either going to have a really bad port come out on the Switch or we're going to have a game that's not as perfect as it could be, but it's also on the Switch. So the goal at this point is to make sure the game is as perfect as possible. And once it's gold and all the touches are, are done and it's ready to go out, the, the switch version port, whatever it's going to be like that, that's going to be a next step for them to work on. And since that new unreal engine update came out, it will be an easier task for them. And toys for Bob did have a helping hand in making sure that crash came to the switch pretty easily, as well as they had uh, imaginators last year for Skylanders come out on the switch. So then they know already how to work with the switch uh, platform and get everything over there and their release window uh i, I i'm gonna say it's a very very low uh very low of coming out this year at all uh it's definitely not gonna hit on launch they would have announced it by now it's too little too late there's only exactly today there's uh, two months from now it comes out so it's too little too late to announce it and it'll probably be late q1 or q2 of next year probably between february uh march or april uh, between those months that we'll probably see it at the latest. I don't think we're waiting a year like we did with Crash. That was a different story with exclusivity. This is just when can they get it out there and Activision needs to re-promote it and, and get it out there and they don't want to just rush it for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it will come on the Switch. I was told they do want it on the Switch. It's definitely going to be on there. And this goes for the PC as well because Crash went to PC. That's why you see a PC listing. It will eventually come out on the PC as well as from what I'm told. Um, but the switch is a high priority, but it's, they just want to make sure the game is perfect for everyone who loves Spyro. They want to make sure it's, it's unreal. Right it's unreal engine too this yes. time. Right. Whereas yeah. crash wasn't crash wasn't right. Yeah. But the next crash game will be the, oh. that, that, uh, so the, the, the future of crash, which there may or may not be a new game next year <laughs> will be on the unreal engine. And then everything from moving forward would be on that. So we'd be looking, uh, that means that honestly, if they're dropping on Unreal, they'd probably I guess the next crash they try to push on the switch as well. Basically everything. Yes. Yeah. Every, it would come out on all. Yeah. Yeah. There would so, be no more exclusivity. Unreal's gaining a lot of uh, hype. Like a lot of more and more people are using it and use it. Japan's really started using it now too. Like like in a lot of different games. Sorry to cut you off, Jimcast, dude. I, I was gonna say, uh, just from the panel, I was wondering speculation. Do you think that they're purposely? Uh, dropping these little leaks and hints and stuff of Spyro coming to PC and Switch to drum up more hype to try and show the higher up because clearly, like like Jordan is saying, like the developers want to do this, they're working on it, they want everybody's on board for it. But do you think they're trying to do this to shine show the people who are signing paychecks? Look, we're gonna finish the game. It's gonna come out in September, but we need to keep working on it for an extra year to put it on these other consoles. People want it. I so mean. It, if it goes on their website, like <laughs> the, re the reason yeah. why I don't mean to cut you off, but like the reason why, like it is so it's their website. It makes it a lot different from the Nintendo leak where that someone just put it up like, yeah, it's coming to the switch. Oh, it isn't. Take it down mm -hmm. uh, with this being on their website. Why it, it's weird because you can only access it through a German terminal 
like you'd have to go to the German version of the website to see it on the UK listing or see it on there. But when you click it, it wouldn't show you where to pick it from a retailer. And since it had two options for Nintendo Switch and PC, those are all found to be code linked to Crash Bandicoot. So I do think that it was an error on someone's part and not an intentional thing to be put out there to be like, ah. uh, who's what's happening, stuff like that, <laughs> unless they were going to announce at the panel that it was coming to the Switch, and they did not. So that's why I believe that that was just a complete accident because they oh, okay, removed it okay. before the panel started. But that that's that's just from my speculation. It could be intentional for all I know, but everyone who works there, Activision, all of them, they all want it on the Switch. They know it's coming. Fan uh, there are so many people daily that are asking for a Switch version it will happen. It's the, just when. The, the only reason I say it is because I've seen that a lot. It's it's the thing I see happen a lot in the game industry lately is whenever we get to talk to people behind the scenes, there's definitely this thing now of like video games are very expensive to make. It's very hard to indie something. So you really need the people with giant paychecks and all the money to try and support you. So I've seen a lot of like accidental leaks lately where it's like oops we made this alpha build and it just got out there oh man look at this eight minutes of gameplay oh how did that happen and then they end up like then they, sure. they get it's up like how the deadpool movie got made the first deadpool exactly yeah yeah mm. Is, isn't that kind of like how crash on switch got made? oh gosh yeah we heard about that that was one of the weirdest things i've ever Which, heard actually i mean i'm glad that it came but it, that kind of pissed me off too at the same time <laughs> like they didn't even try they're like oh well it, it can work oh well, let's do it instead of just saying, oh, this would be great for Switch, but hey, you know, whatever, well, I mean, it's still coming. So, in a weird roundabout way, that's the reason we have Sonic Mania is that Christian Whitehead was making Sonic fan games that were getting millions of downloads, and, and Sega decided to hire him and said, oh, you like Sonic so much? We'll make some ports for us. And so he did a bunch of ports of like Sonic CD to cell phones. And then, like, okay, I guess you know about coding and you know about level design. How about if you try and make your own game then, Hot Shot? And he made Sonic Mania, which blew up again. So, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like made that, a game was, better than Sega's Sonic's game. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and that's just so cool of, like, I definitely think that, like, leaks and hype are what created that game. Like, Christian Whitehead was the genius behind it, but, like, our hype formed that. Speaking mm -hmm. of, uh, before we move on, speaking of um, of the fan games and people getting hired that are making these things, did you hear about the person who had to have their PT yeah. taken down? Did you hear that uh, Konami offered them an internship, and I guess they're going to go do that? And it was interesting in the in the write-up they did to tell everybody why they had to take it down. They said that his PT game that he developed, according to him, from Konami Europe, I believe, not Japan, the, the evil ones, I guess you'd say. Uh, <laughs> Konami, Konami Europe and Konami US are much different than Konami Japan, their Japan branch, apparently. Uh, apparently, in the office, everyone really liked it, and it allegedly uh, reinvigorated their interest in building actual games again. Mm-hmm. So I guess take that. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Cause you maybe, you know, maybe you see some, uh, some actual Konami stuff happen in the next couple of years. <laughs> That'd be cool. That, that dude was so happy. I read his thing. He was so happy because he said, like, straight up, he he put the PT demo thing out there and everyone was loving it a bunch. Yep. And he said, like, 14 hours later, this guy called him on the phone and said, hey, bud, like, I, I got terrible news. I have to be the bad guy. Like, you have to take it down. But would also like to offer you an internship. And he was like, Holy hell, that's the dream of a lifetime. So yeah. good for him. Uh, this, this is for you, Jordan, from Gabe asking, uh, how soon do you expect to see Spyro 3 gameplay? Uh, August, sometime in August. Uh, there's apparently, I'm hearing rumblings that GamesCon is going to be a decent event for Spyro. Not confirmed, <laughs> but I did I did hear that. It, that I, it's definitely, we're getting gameplay of 3 in August, regardless. Okay. Uh, but I think that's the event to keep our eyes out for that. But we'll, we'll be getting it. And then, 
they'll, they'll there's certain information I do know about three behind the scenes that is not public knowledge uh, about the development of it. And I don't know how they're going to put it out there, but we'll see it. Just keep out, keep your eyes out for Gamescom. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Gamescom actually from the lineup, which we'll talk about as we get closer to it, uh, is actually going to be a pretty cool event. I'm thinking, to be honest, there's going to be some cool stuff announced there. So I'm looking forward, uh, looking forward to that, but that's not for like another month, I think now. So we got like, is it mid, is it mid August or late August? Uh, I thought it was mid late. I thought it was like the third week in August or something like that. Am I thinking right? We we might get gameplay before then, then if it's that late. So maybe I know they're doing something there. We basically have time for seven or eight more direct leaks uh, between your (laughs) fake direct leaks. Uh, Well, I think Gamescom is going to be a bigger uh, presence for places like THQ Nordic and um, Microsoft. uh, Yeah, it's late. It's late August. It's August 21st to 25th. Uh, So let's uh, before we before we move on to the next thing, Evan, why don't you give us one of those discord questions? Okay. Um, What fits here? I mean, we're talking about third-party sport. Uh, will Ubisoft revealing in the quarterly report that South Park: The Stick of Truth is coming to the Switch sometime in September? Do you or with that? Do you believe in this? Is additional evidence that Nintendo will have a direct in August to announce it and start marketing it? Oh, I see. What you're saying because uh, Ubisoft or yeah, Ubisoft said it would be um, before September is when it would launch. Yep. Um, it's possible. That's not like a big, big, big like announcement or anything. Um, but it's something that would be in like a sizzle reel, I guess. I feel like that's a game that Ubisoft can just be like, it's coming this day. That's it. That's it. They probably <laughs> made it like after South Park. The Oh, the, they, they uh, definitely did. Uh, football, you know, yeah, that one, the fra- uh, fractured was actually made. Obviously, we know it was made on Snowdrop, whereas the other one, Stick of Truth, is made on the Onyx engine, which the only other game that I could find that ran on that was Dungeon Siege. Hmm. So that's probably why they probably had to port that thing over. Yeah, I, engine, so. I mean, like, I don't think, yeah, that's not an indication. I mean, a lot of people are really like, they want to know the next direct. They want to know the next direct. I would just say, guys, just relax, you know, you know, wait for it to come. It'll definitely come when it, when it comes, but no, I don't think that's really much of a, yeah, much of an indicator of anything. Cause yeah, like it is, a, yeah, it's only digital, it's digital only, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be digital only. It's yeah. it, and they gave that game away to people all the other systems, you know, and it's backwards compatible on the Xbox one at this point. So there's a a ton of ways to get it. And honestly, it came out on the 360 and the PS3. I feel like a lot of people have probably, I feel like probably already played it, but I got it. You know, (laughs) I got it on PC for $2. There you go. See, it's been on steam sale like a million times. And I actually like the first one more than the second one, to be honest. So that's me. Um, But uh, no, I would honestly, the earliest we'd probably see a direct from Nintendo is probably mid August to late August, somewhere in there. July, man, July was just so close to E3. I don't, I don't really know why that like rumor went around so well. We still got some time, man. Yeah, still got some, still got some time. <laughs> yeah, next Sunday. What's next Sunday? <laughs> 29th. Look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, no, I, I, I think that that game. I think it's just gonna come out. Stick of truth. They'll just, they'll just say it's coming out August or September eighth or something. Okay. Digital only. There you get go. some sales. I think people will pick it up because like it, it is a bit of a different experience in the second. It one. is. It's, not, it, it's it's good. It's really good. It's a solid RPG. Very it's solid. A, RPG. I like the first one more. Like I said, so yeah, I'm on. I'm on board with that. I like them. I like the second one slightly more, but I think the the first one, the combat is really funny. I think the jokes are tighter in the first one. So yeah, I, th- I think people will pick it up. 
Yeah, yeah. I th- maybe I like the setting more because the second one was more about them being superheroes, and the first one was them like essentially, I guess, building up to their kind of their their Lord of the Rings, yeah, Lord of the Rings yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just funnier. I thought Skyrim slash Lord of the Rings type yeah, of deal. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, that was. I would look forward to th- that's a game. How many games have we seen now that get announced? Like Hand of Fate two, for example, got announced a week before it came out. You know. Yeah. So. It seems they pretty sim- easy. I haven't played it yet. They sent it to me and I installed it. I heard it's amazing though. It is pretty Evan funny. likes that game a lot. Yeah, Evan did a review review-ish video. Super it. quick, five minutes. Yeah. He Evan likes it though. He's been playing on PC for what a year now. Oh, played on Switch. It's good. Yeah, so it's um Evan had a lot of experience with that one. Uh what's another Discord question, Evan? Might as well get through go through go some on that. Yeah, we'll go when, through another one. When do you think we will see the game the last night? You guys familiar with that one? Transformers: The Last Night, the movie. No, no. It's uh, a sort of blend between 3D and pixel art. I can pull the trailer up for you guys to check out. I guess it was announced at E3 2017, I believe. I guess it's one Last of those. Night. I guess it's one of those like vanishing games. Here, John. Let me send you that link. Done by uh, Odd Tales and Raw Fury. Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember this game. I remember it's this sort game. of like a cyberpunk. Yes, I remember. Punk, I remember yeah. seeing this game. and I thought it looked awesome. This, I this was one they showed on Microsoft stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the game? Yes, they did. I remember this. It was part of their like indie sizzle reel thing. I don't, I don't know if you want to screen cap the trailer or something so they can well, see. What was the one the last night? Is oh, that the it, 2D one that looked like Blade Runner? It's yes. not yeah. 2D necessarily. The characters look like it, but the world itself is 3D. I don't know. It's apparently an Xbox One and, and Windows uh, game, and it's sometimes, it still just says 2018, um, but it's supposed to be a platforming single-player style game that has this... Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, uh, okay, so the guy, the guy that's behind it, Tim Soray, Mm-hmm. has some issues online apparently <laughs> yeah well, that's what i remember most it was really oh, interesting man. Is, remember they brought him out day one of e3 last year and showed his trailer and everybody was losing their minds because it was so cool and so artistic and the people went through his tweets and yep. questionable stuff and they actually brought him out on stage the next day to apologize for it publicly but yeah. I, I, we, I figured we'd still get the game i figured it'd just pop up at some point Wow, I wonder if that did any damage to it at all. I wonder if that like they were like, let's hold it, off a little bit on this and just just let it kind of get out of people's minds. It'd be weird if and yeah, that's why that's why uh, Microsoft stopped advertising it. They were like, we're gonna just put this on the back burner, let that sizzle a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I I still think it's come out twenty eighteen. It could probably be like a holiday game, to be honest. And it's a smaller indie style game, um, so that's one that they could just drop. You know, like it, they announce it, then a month later comes out. I would say I'll I'll give it an October release. That's what I'll give it. Um, they didn't even mention it at E3 this past E3, did they? Mm. No. Wow. Weird. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it an October release date. I would. That'd be weird for that to fall to 2019. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that, Evan. I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with October on that one. That's yep. good. Cool. Uh, how many other Discord questions we have, Evan? Uh, we technically have three. One of them's kind of bound into another guy's, though. It's both about the eShop setup for Nintendo. So, okay, okay, that one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why don't you give us that one? 
What do you guys think about Nintendo wanting to release 20 to 30 indie games on Switch a week? And what does this mean for the upcoming eShop redesign? And that's partially connected to what are your guys' opinions on the indie games that are released on the Switch? Does it make their market healthy? So this is uh, this is actually a, uh, a discussion topic that I had set up for us, a little different from our normal topics, because there's really no, I, I guess there's no real right or wrong answer. It's kind of an opinion-based thing right now. Um, but I know Sean talked, has talked about it in a video. I know OJ's talked about it. Um, I've talked about it here and there. But uh, it comes down to the eShop, and they were just asking about 20 to 30 games releasing every week, right, Evan? Yep. Um, and not every one of those obviously is going to be high quality or even mid quality. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, games that are going to start showing up. They're not going to be great. And the eShop doesn't have a rating system or anything yet. And I think the issue that that people are concerned about or worried about, Sean, you were, I think, talking about this right in your video. Where yes. things will get buried, uh, it'll be tough to navigate. Um, why don't yeah. you Why don't you guys uh, kind of go around and talk about what you think about the eShop in its current form? Maybe a redesign if you think it needs one. What would you add to it? And then, um, I guess what what would happen if they just let it kind of go? <laughs> if you, If there's any concerns you have, maybe you don't have any concerns. It's either way. I mean, it's gonna if they do that, it'll end up like Steam, where you know there's a hundred freaking games a day. And, you know, games don't sell for shit because people aren't people don't know what's good and what's not good. I mean, I guess it'll help YouTubers who talk about, you know, switch indie games like these are the ones to buy or something. But that's just that's way too much of an oversaturation. I feel 20 to 30. Yeah, I think like 20 to 30 is just way too much of an oversaturation. By the way, uh, seven seven thousand six hundred and seventy two games were released on Steam in 2017. God dang. Well, so my thing on this is that uh, I, I've done some research and I think that there's probably between 15 and 20 games released a week on PlayStation 4 and they do get drowned out. There's definitely a problem of I review like 60 games a year on average. I play a lot of different games. Finding indie games to review is so difficult unless I basically go to a convention and the developer physically puts it in my hand. That's the only way I can find stuff now because... I think the curation on PS4 is smart, how they basically have like a top banner on the store of like, check out this cool new game. And they put a lot of indies up there, but who knows how they're picking those. Are those ones that are par par partially funded by Sony? My worry is that like good games are just going to start getting drowned for no good reason. I don't think there's any type of real solution for this. Like, like you can redesign things. Great if you redesign things, but that's not going to stop a lot of people from just putting out games. Obviously, Sony, Microsoft, everybody wants as many games as possible because of royalties. And Nintendo definitely wants that because they don't get the same royalties that Microsoft and Sony get with third-party games. They don't get that cut like with a lot of the bigger Western games. So, yeah, Nintendo's going to be like, yeah, let's get what we can um from what i do know though there are some developers that get denied you know what's that guy that makes like block i know sean maybe you dealt with him before maybe there were some issues i don't want to bring up anything bad but um rcma or whatever his name is uh, yeah 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 um like he still doesn't have a switch development or he won't he's not allowed to publish on switch yet you know um so it's a good uh, thing <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want no smoke. Um, but I, <laughs> but um, I'm just saying. Like, I think that um, I'm not sure if there's any type of situation to where they can do like to make it better. Maybe like a rating system, redesign it to where it's a little bit cleaner. I know they have like a recommend. They have like top sellers and they have like mm -hmm. recommended, right? Or like a featured 
type of section right yes. now. So maybe if they can expand upon that, but Nintendo's not going to turn. I mean, Nintendo's not going to turn it down. Like if they get three thousand sales or whatever, that's still royalties coming in. And if they can, as long as they can, they have the bandwidth to keep the games on there. They're gonna they're gonna do it because Steam makes a ton of money. I mean, people can talk about Steam all they want to, but Steam Gabe Newell's worth four point four billion. So there you go. You know. Um, <laughs> So they're gonna keep doing it. They're they're gonna sure. keep doing it. So I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, like the foolproof solution to make it not like Steam because it's kind of heading towards that path. And you got to just be savvy as a consumer, I think, going forward. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think it'd be cool if they tweak the eShop. So I don't think there's an issue with them letting that many games on there as long as you can navigate the eShop well and easily. But I think if they just change it up with like things like a rating system, written reviews within reason. I know people troll on Steam a lot, but um, written reviews would be cool. And uh, that's all they can really do at that point. Change up where I guess everything is on the eShop to where there's tabs. Maybe there's like an indie corner and then there's like a big retail release corner and mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't know. There, I feel like right now, like you were saying, Sean, in your video, everything really is kind of like if you go to recent releases, it's just a wall of games. And yeah. that wall gets moved down like it's Tetris or something, you know, constantly. <laughs> like it's just like like 20 games show up and it pushes everything that, down. That's the music they need, do the thing. Also, why is there no There's still no music for eShop, is there? They need that music, well, yeah. the Tetris. Music. <laughs> Let's do it. That's, that's what gets me is that the, the eShop on the Switch is always just a couple screenshots and a tiny little blur about what the game is at least like the playstation store usually has like a video you can click a button and someone will be and you can watch anybody streaming it right then and see i like that that's it. a cool mm-hmm. feature yeah i that, feel like things cool. like they, they need to do if you put any of that type of stuff on there i'm immediately okay with it like make it where it's like oh like your friend rgt85 right now is playing death road to canada are you curious about this like actually i am i should be able to tune in and watch him kill zombies and go oh i'd like to buy that you know, Nintendo and Microsoft getting pretty cozy. Maybe they let Mixer on there. Yeah, yeah man. That'd be, that'd be good, man. Mm-hmm. Or Twitch, any any of them would be fantastic to have on the Switch. That would help out, like like uh, like Dreamcast Dude was saying, you know. I would, I would, I'd actually really like that. But they have to be able to get the uh, you know the ability to do that. We still don't got the ability to take videos more than 30 seconds. So Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff they'll probably be working on with I would I would think with that. Media, I think is I'm thinking that might be their big like back half a second in the third year. Thing yeah. where they just start putting like everything. I, I assume YouTube, Netflix, and all that stuff would go on there. When we start paying for them online, I would think that would yeah. that would be when the things would come. Maybe more themes. I mean, more the music for the eShop uh, apps. I'm thinking that's the second half, like you said, second half to twenty, uh, and then 2019 is that's when they're really gonna hit that hit that point home. I do think in like four years we're gonna look at the eShop how it is now. So take a picture of your eShop how it is now because it's gonna look way different in four years. <laughs> like like if you were one of the people like me or, or probably a lot of people here on this podcast who got the 360 the day it came out and yeah. how it finished <laughs> up it is obscenely different that's the first generation where we got consistent updates i I would even say like even the xbox one has been a pretty Mm. kind of a pretty big change from what it was before to to this point they completely redid the background programming of the xbox one originally it had three separate operating systems one for your desktop one for snapping and and, and there was a separate os that you couldn't access that communicated between the other two and they finally just killed the other two and made it where it played games and had a desktop well let me tell you how how much the 360 changed because i remember this specifically Mm -hmm. the day 
we got it. We got the 360 within the week that it came out because they were back ordered, even for pre-orders. So GameStop had to call us, and I remember we skipped fifth period and went and picked it up. Uh, don't do that if you're younger. Um, so we went and did that. We got it. We go home. We, we download demos uh, because I think there was a perfect dark demo, if I'm thinking right, or a cameo demo. So we download the demo. And you cannot, when you're downloading a demo on the 360, when it first came out, the Blade system, you cannot navigate away from the download bar or the download yep. stops. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how much, think about how much that's changed now. <laughs> uh, PS3 did that for a short time too at the very start. I remember uh, getting uh, uh, Final Fantasy IX digitally and having to leave my thing up and my internet was so slow, it took 14 hours to install that tiny game. 3DS too, you guys remember 3DS little... Yep. Little jewels drop. <laughs> little oh, jewels drop. Yeah, that was stupid. I hated that. <laughs> I do the blade. I feel like the blade system was faster though. I mean, that's me. I feel like I just remembering. I'm like, man, that the, thing actually moved around really quick. The, the main thing I liked about the blade system was that you could actually set up. Uh, you could set it up where it'd be playing music. You could basically like in, put music on your Xbox 360, press play, and it'd start playing that song, and it would actually automatically pause during cutscenes. So if you're playing Dead Rising, you'd be running around playing your custom music. I remember that. Actual plots happening would pause it. It was like, that's pretty yeah. awesome. I did that I, in uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden 2, I did that. And I, I did that in Castlevania Lords of Shadow because I hated the new music for that game. Yeah. So I replaced <laughs> it with all of the old school Castlevania music. And for some reason, I think it made the game better. I love the game. I know a lot of people other people did it but to me it made the game better because it would you could play that classic castlevania tunes while you're playing you know cool okay so let me uh let me read out two of the super chats here before we move on to the next topic uh will mcconnell was asking uh saying thinking about getting monster Hunter on switch is it worth getting that should be uh generations ultimate or generations double cross ultimate. uh what do you guys do i uh, see here's the thing about monster hunter Every time a Monster Hunter comes out, I'm like, I'm going to get into this. And I never do. <laughs> uh, World, I played like five or ten hours. And I was like, I, I can I can talk about this just a bit. I, I think that from what I understand, because I have some pretty serious hardcore Monster Hunter ninjas in my village. And they all say, like, there's this, this, there's this thing. Like, Monster Hunter World is for the more casual line. There's way less monsters. They have some new mechanics. But Monster Hunter Double Cross or Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate has the most monsters, has the most mechanics. It's really in-depth. So if you want that type of experience, you know, it's like one of the best Monster Hunter experiences, then you should pick it up Like if you want that. But maybe if you're not that much into it, maybe World's a good bet for you. But well, here's, what, here's what I think we're going to do. I think uh, most of us here on this podcast are going to get it, and we're going to try to all get into it at the same time. Yeah, I've, I've tried so hard. I, I just I, I can't get into it. Well, I, I'm excited for it. I'm not sure it that month we're, we're going into September. There's so much big stuff like Spider-Man we're warming up to. So August has so much stuff leading up to it. We're getting Yakuza, Kiwami 2. We're getting Shinmu HD collection. So while I'm interested in Mega, this uh, new Monster Hunter, I honestly don't know if I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm still up in the air. Mm -hmm. I'm getting it. Yeah, I'll get it too, just because I, I do this every time. I, I, I get every Monster Hunter. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I just, but I, this time, I think I can actually, like, I'll have Sean. I can play with Sean. Yeah, um, I think Wood's going to get it too. Okay, cool. So we'll get him in too. And then Evan, of but, course. What, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I, I got to talk about this. But what, why didn't you get into Monster Hunter World? Because the graphics are amazing on there. It has like, damage numbers popping out. Like, everyone, mm -hmm. like, what, what happened there? It got boring. Boo! I'm oh, sorry. I mean, oh, what how do you know? Also, also, get also born? to be honest, the controls weren't very good. <laughs> They're oh, super good. Oh my god! 
Nah, they're just they just weren't very tight. I don't know. I would they, like dodge they, around they, and everything, they, and it just you, choose, like, you eh. choose a different weapon. Every weapon class behaves so differently. So if you didn't like using great swords mm-hmm. instead, uh, switch to something else. Do, you know, I, do I, they I like do they have those twin dagger thingies? Yeah, I, I yeah, love Maybe them. you should try that class. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll, I might check that out. We'll yeah. see. I I don't know. I still have it on the PS4 because uh, it was a review copy, and I said I didn't like it. So that was the last. Actually, that was the last game Capcom sent me. Well, <laughs> it's all coming together now. <laughs> the, pieces, the pieces slide into place. It's all coming together. Actually, that might have been around the time I started calling Capcom obscenely cheap, though, too. So. It's, like, it, it's, it's like when I found out that I was lactose. It all came together, man. It all came together. <laughs> oh, <my whole> life. <laughs> I found out when I was 21 years old when I was playing football at Fresno State. So yeah. that's when I found out. I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> at this point, if they send me a game, they can send me a game to prove me wrong. But until then, I don't think Capcom, I, Capcom I, doesn't I, like me. The gauntlet's down, Capcom. Prove yeah. yourself. Send it, Mega Man. I'm going to call them cheap again on Tuesday. They know I'm going to. Because <laughs> I'm going to buy Mega Man X Legacy Collection. I'm going to get home. And there's going to be a code for the second one in it. And I'm going to take it out. Take out the code and I'm be like, well, Capcom, Capcom's cheap still. I'm going to yeah. put it on Twitter too. Watch. And then it'll get 400 likes. And Capcom will just you know shake their fist. <laughs> spawn wave I'm yo. telling you man I'm t- I know I know that I know that goes on at their Capcom headquarters <laughs> it's like the dude from uh, Inspector Gadget you know oh man uh, and then it's getting that Zelda crossover I'm sure a lot of people um probably have seen that by now uh where you get the uh the, what is it, the champions tunic yeah yeah breath of the wild stuff for sure yeah yeah why not they had to, I mean I, it makes sense add something to make people interested in it more you know just something extra because it's essentially an upscaled uh better running uh 3ds game and and that's why i kind of want to buy it it's one of those things where i'm not sure i'll even play it for the first month it's out but it's like i kind of just want to get it the way i can i want to play monster hunter on the switch i want to see how that looks yeah yeah no definitely i'm sure i'll get it i'll play five hours then i'll probably move on did you guys did any of you guys download download real quick did you guys download the demo? Because there's a Japanese demo. I played yeah. that. I did a video. Okay. I attempted to yeah. play it, and it and you know I got as far as I could trying to read Japanese. Which was not <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, it was. I mean, it was what it was. You know, it was, I, I was more interested in the visuals of it, really, to be honest. When I downloaded because it, it was a uh, 3DS version that was uh, mm. that was moved over. So I would. I mean, I'm sure if you really if you played Monster, I'm from what I've seen with people, they people are talking hundreds of hours of this thing. So mm-hmm. um, I assume it's worth the money just because of that. You know amount of time and 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 it has multiplayer so and it has the most monsters in monster hunter history there's like 93 monsters in there there you go yeah i heard world didn't have as many as a lot i was like 20 something yeah i've really been into any of that stuff so i'm not i couldn't tell you but people online were like yeah world has like like a like not even a third of what double cross has so uh." apparently this is for the hardcore monster Hunter fans is what i am always told uh so there you go i'll um i'm sure i'll get into the the that version of it not the one that's designed for everyone i'll get in the one that's of course designed for the hardcore monster yeah that'll work, that'll work out <laughs> uh gabe uh asked us i guess what's your really quickly what's your con converse about kingdom hearts 3 i guess what what are our thoughts are we getting it is that is it, i mean here's the thing i don't really know the story that well i've gone online to look it up but i haven't experienced it as much since 2005 that was the last mm-hmm. time i really played a kingdom hearts game kingdom hearts 2 i, I mean i'll get it i'm gonna get it i'll buy it just just us i'm gonna be confused as hell i don't care i'm just gonna go into confused i don't care i'm doing it (laughs) sorry jordan no i was gonna say like i don't think there's anyone out there that can coherently 
and structurally explain me the story with right. making me understand it. Because HMK, you have, HMK can, but I, he, I've talked he, to he, HMK and I still don't understand it. He, he okay. gets so passionate about it, but he goes from like, all right, here's your A to Z story. But along the way, it's like, all right, so we go to A, B, C, back yeah. to A, and we're going to jump to C, D, F, G, and then all Do you know who you want to watch? Do you know, you, you know uh, who you want to watch uh, that can that does it as best they can with gameplay as Ant, dude? I would go watch his video on it. Oh, I mean, I, I just hit him up, dude. He he never told me he knew all the, all dude, the whole he has story. A, he has an entire series of Kingdom Hearts, and he goes through every game. I watched all of them when I'm editing, uh, and uh, it was that it was as well explained as you possibly could for that series. And the whole time, he's showing you like the game while he's going over it, narrating it, and everything. And it he gets them done in like 20 minutes. Understood. Wow. Those I, people make those games man. <laughs> I, I beat I beat all of them basically back to back in February, and I still don't get it. I'm very especially because once they started introducing like basically time travel and literal clones from other timelines and people splitting into separate people, I was like, uh, uh, I thought I was gonna get a nosebleed. This isn't Chrono Trigger. This is not the time it, travel that I'm exactly, like. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, that t- that's such a weird like I, I don't like their focus when they like what are they thinking about when they make the story for these games? But we whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh so what I would what I would say for people who have never played Kingdom Hearts before and they're not sure, look up the story on one because the first one has not aged well at all. <laughs> it is it's just not a very good experience now as it was back on the PS2 uh when it first came out. The second one is a lot better. I would actually play the second one. But I would look up the story on the first one, play the second one, and then go back and watch the story on the second one because you won't understand what's going on at I, all anyway. Yeah. I think you need to know the the, the other games are important too, yeah. like the, the Game Boy Advance games. Oh, and the, yeah. the I'm DS telling you, games. No, I'm telling you, go to Ant Dude, man. He he did yeah. all of those too. He, he's he got those. covered. Because <laughs> Dream Drop Distance, in my opinion, is not hasn't aged very well either. Yeah. In my oh, really? Opinion. Well, I, 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 I well maybe I played on the 3DS, but did you play it on the PS4? Yeah, I played them all on okay. PS4, and uh, I I heard they changed the camera controls, but I don't think they changed anything else. Uh, and I actually thought they all played very very smoothly. They just don't make any damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think most of us are going to buy it, if, if anything, for the um, for the collector's value and just playing through it because the gameplay looks fun. Oh, so yeah. I'm okay Game with that. Looks uh, Callaway zero two zero three just says more Sean with an exclamation point. Well, he's gone. So yeah, while well, well, he's missing, we'll <laughs> that's, that's the reason I read it out now. I was waiting for him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he hitting something? What yeah, is he doing? Like he's, he's, he's heating up a hot pocket or something. <laughs> Had to hunt down some more Dr. Pepper. Oh <laughs> man. Okay. Uh Spider-Man, did you guys see the system in the trailer? Yeah, yes. I want it, but I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on it. But I want I, it. I, want I may it. have pre-ordered it. <laughs> you pre-ordered so you pre-ordered yeah yeah <laughs> uh, like red consoles. Did that. so yeah and it was it's glossy too uh greg miller took a like a close-up picture at san diego comic-con and it is like this nice gloss to it which is gonna get scratched up uh but it, it looks really nice and um it uh see i figure if i if i get that then i can give this one to evan and he can use it for reviewing and stuff mm-hmm. uh but uh, he can take the abused one that's been taken apart and probed with uh uh, thermocouplers and everything that that one's zero seven um right. so yeah i was i was looking at it for for that and it comes with a physical copy of the game so it's not a digital yes. code which yeah. is great sony's actually does that a lot um and god of war same thing is that 
It's Hot Pockets done, yes. No, hot pockets no, no, not a Hot Pocket. I'll show you. Hold on. Oops, no, okay, all right, let's take guesses. Let's take pulls. Not a Hot, pot, hot, hot Pocket. So it's, four, it it's $400. Dollar burrito. It's, yes. it's, it's $400. It comes with uh, the game physically. Mm -hmm. uh, it comes with what I can tell to be the DLC. Uh, it's digital content. Um, oh, yeah. And then, all the and, then costumes. I, and then the controller. I actually think that blue light on the front has a nice accent to it. I, I, um, I don't like the white. I thought the white sticks might get dirty the, you're thinking i was looking at the the controller i didn't get it at first but when they put it next to the system i was like okay that's fine but my controller is never sitting on top of my system so it's like yeah i get what you're saying it um yeah. the controller by itself doesn't really work <laughs> but like when it's next to the system as like they're setting it up to show it off it makes sense I'll I'll just um, use my normal red controller. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. I, I thought that they should have made the 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 but like blue. I thought that would have been the color to make. There should have been. I do think there should have been more blue in it. You know, like yeah. it's red and white, and there's just not a lot of blue. They have the blue the, light on the front, but maybe, yeah. maybe they don't want it to look too much like an American flag, as it'll put off international audiences. Who knows? But it has a big old Spider-Man logo on there, though. That's so. about as American as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so hyped for that game. I'm so hyped for that game. I'm, Even I'm though two of the three Spider-Men that we've had in the film films have all been British. Actually, yeah, right. Max, did you did you did you watch the trailer, Max? The the story yes. trailer they put out. Yes, did I did. You, did you notice? I, I I haven't been able to confirm this yet. Um, I sent an email to him. I'm sure they'll get back to me. Uh, did you did you notice that there was a part in the trailer that looked like you were going to be taking control of the girl, and it was a almost like Jane. a it was almost a stealth mission. Yes, which that doesn't surprise me because uh, I, I think I talked about this leak I got a couple, uh, I guess it was about a month ago. I talked about on the Spawn cast. Somebody told me that part of the game you're going to be playing is Spider-Man and part of the game you're going to be running around as Peter Parker doing investigation stuff. Yes. So once I heard that, I'm not at all surprised to see Mary Jane running around or, or maybe it's Gwen Stacy. But if it's Gwen Stacy, we know what happens to her. Uh, but when I saw it, because they showed that shot of her looking through the terrarium of spiders, mm. they might try and do a, a spider Gwen. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. And, you know, in the alternate universe, Gwen Stacy got bit instead of Peter Parker. So she became Spider-Woman and he uh, he uh, is just a normal person. So maybe they'll tinker with stuff like that and make them both spider people at some point, which I would be totally on board with. I was I was concerned about the stealth aspect because I had these flashbacks to that. Remember that Incredible Hulk game way back in the day where you had yeah. Bruce Banner missions and the stealth missions were terrible as Bruce yeah. Banner. Oh, I started God. having these flashbacks to where you have these awesome missions and stuff where you're playing as Spider-Man, you're flying through the the you know New York City and everything, and it's really cool. And then it fades out to the next mission, and you're, it's just slow boring stealth mission i have this concern about that a super deep cut here but you ever hear of the uh the dreamcast game mdk2 yes i like mdk2 yeah. but i also yeah. i think i also played it on the ps2 yeah and well i remember the whole thing with that is one mission it's a first person shooter puzzler game the next mission is actually you trying to like uh be a defenseless scientist trying to do experiments and the next one you're like a dog with six arms and six guns it's like this is too weird. It's too, it's, it's a content whiplash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little concerned about that, but I do like the, the plot that they've set up where everyone's against Spider-Man's like the, the enemy of like the entire town and everything or city and, and, and Mr. Negative. They, yeah. they never do. Mr. Negative is never in any of the stuff and he's such a great villain. So I love that they're making like Mr. Negative at his maximum oh, comic power. I want to ask a question. Like, what is? Do you guys know the PS4 Pro? Like, 
it's gonna be 30 no matter what right that's that's this the, is this is 30 frames yeah that's 30 okay frames. which is okay whatever but like there's no like performance mode like God, uh, they haven't know. said anything about it um it looks like it might just be a 30 with uh 4k checkerboard um from what i've what i've heard and seen nothing about a performance though um but that might be something we don't really find out about unless somebody asks them specifically or until reviewers get the game okay yeah yeah, yeah. unfortunately yeah. i get what you're saying you would like to see that like a 1080 60 mode yeah yeah that would have been cool you know i mean god of war doesn't i guess consistently run at yeah, 60 god but of war is a weird one because yeah. of that yeah uh, it's kind of weird because it's not like locked at 60 but you can clearly feel that the frames are like faster it, yeah but it's kind of all over the place sometimes like i'm yeah. playing in that and i'm like it's really good sometimes then like you turn around and there's a big enemy behind you and it, you definitely feel it drop a bit there which i don't you know what spider-man is a completely different style of game obviously it's like more of like an arkham you know like when it comes to the combat so i don't have a problem with that i just didn't know if there was anything because i'm looking forward to playing on my ps4 pro so well the good uh, news is in like three years we'll be playing it on the ps5 probably at 60 so there you go <laughs> yeah, I, yeah they just need to make a uh they need to make a spider-man noir game next that's what i want the most is the the gritty <laughs> spider-man from the 60 uh 16 uh 20s didn't they do that like with one of them and it wasn't very good shattered dimensions yeah shattered dimensions but shattered yeah. dimensions is not a great game but i thought the i thought the uh spider-man noir missions were cool anyways because yeah. it's a spider-man who walks around with a gun shooting people you don't say that very often i <laughs> i just think i think they got the perfect uh studio insomniac to do this and i'm i'm really looking forward to it. i think it's gonna be an outstanding game so um i'm at least i'm at least really excited for it and i just i hope it doesn't disappoint with these really weird i'm just concerned about like these really slow stealth missions that just could it might really just disappoint but the, the whole game might be so good that it won't matter like for example yeah. resident evil 4 was it just like like ashley like where you have to like you know yeah, some stuff true. with her and like, it was like ah. I mean, if it's a couple of them and then you, you're done and then you know you get to this point of almost like end game where you can basically do whatever you want in the in the city after you beat the main game. Yeah. That's that's the part of the game I'm looking forward to that I hope exists is that there is an end game where you've beaten the main story, you have all the unlocks, and then you can basically go around the, the city and do you know post game stuff. That would be what I hope yeah. exists. Yeah, yeah, optional missions for more intel well, on your regular missions type it, stuff would be fine. If I had to guess, as somebody who's beaten like every Insomniac game, I'm betting it's going to be a bunch of little one-offs. Like mm. there's going to be like three main missions, and then you do one little tiny sneaking mission as like Miles Morales sneaking at a school to try and get a weapon to Peter Parker, and then we're going to do another sneaking mission where it's like like in another three missions, then we do another one was like Gwen Stacy. You know, be you know, be interesting is if they do some kind of tease for Venom in the next one. Like that's what I was game. just about, I was yeah. just about to say. That. Yeah. <laughs> Venom's my favorite. Uh, comic here ever venom's my favorite and i i was just about to ask do you think like we're gonna be able to play as like venom some type of like venom mission mode or i bet she's mode? an unlockable suit right the sense yes. that's an unlockable well, I, suit right they showed they yeah. showed they're putting so many of the suits they're doing the future spider-man suit and everything so i bet they're gonna probably put in there in the same because you were talking about arkham you know each of the arkham games actually ends with a giant hint as to what the whole next game was going to be. Like, there was a mm -hmm. secret room in Arkham Asylum that showed a map for Arkham City. In mm -hmm. Arkham City, there was a boat that actually showed uh, the gas mask uh, 
that Scarecrow uses. I a million percent, I would literally bet money on people in chat. The fact that we're going to see like at the very end, there's going to be an optional side mission that shows like the symbiote. Like, yeah, like, in a oh, they can show that or they could show it like kind of like in like, like where they kind of have it like a container sort of. Yeah. Um, and transporting it somewhere or something. That, that would be really cool to see that. Um, yeah, man, I'm so I'm so ready. Be- I haven't played a superhero game like this in a while, so I'm, I'm ready, man. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of the last one I played that was I, I might have just been Arkham. Not yeah. even Arkham. Like I'm trying to think of one that really had me hyped yeah. when Rocksteady picked up Batman and they showed that trailer. I was like, "Yep, Batman Arkham City." <laughs> Where's Square <laughs> Enix's Avengers game? I no one knows. <laughs> they, just, they just started. Yeah, they I just read started. something that they're yeah. they're apparently that's going to be their like 90 percent of their focus next E3 is to actually bust out whatever that is the Avengers project. But, Sean, yeah, Sean, are you are you that. are you uh, looking looking at Spider Man at all, man? Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I I, I like. The um, Spider-Man 2 is my favorite um, mm. Spider-Man That's game, so I'm looking forward to it. Spider-Man 2 is great. I like yeah, Spider-Man. Pretty yeah. good. Ultimate, yeah. I, like, for, I know people don't love Ultimate Spider-Man, but that's my favorite one. Okay. Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, so. yeah. I know. I know a lot of people like to. I like to a lot. Two was cool. <laughs> I do like two. I do for, like for the hardware it was on at the time, and it came out. It was just really neat. I played on the GameCube, and I was just like blown away by how two, how good two. I, yeah. I think I played it on the Xbox. I did Xbox as well. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was great either way. It was it was just an outstanding game. Um, let's get through some of these topics since we're running uh, running a bit out of time here. Uh, Arcane Studios, uh, OJ, I know you talked about this in one of your videos as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcane Studios looking for a person, or a, I guess they're trying to build a team with Switch SDK experience. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because um, you know when you look into what they've made, Dishonored, Dishonored Two, um, mm-hmm. and Prey. Those that's what they're most known for. But even dating all the way back ten years ago. Call of Duty World at War. Um, they've made some pretty cool stuff for uh, Bioshock Infinite. They also made that. So these guys are very, very skilled. <laughs> They're very skilled. They know how to make great games because they've made some awesome ones. Uh, so it'll be interesting if we see, um, like, I would like to get you guys' opinion because uh, I talked about it. Like, what what do you think they would do? Like, would you think it would be Dishonored or Dishonored 2 or uh, Prey? What would be the most uh, I f- likely? I feel like from sales, if they can get it to work, they would want Prey on there. Do you think? I um, Prey just didn't sell that well. It bombed, but that's why I would I would think it would not be ported because it bombed so bad. Like mm, at least yeah. Dishonored has such a fan base. If you made a Dishonored collection of one, two, and Death to the Outsider, and put that on a Switch cartridge for sixty bucks, people will be lining up. Oh man! Yeah, Dishonored. Dishonored is a good series. Um, Dishonored. I really too. like it. Really? Oh, wow. I got. I ordered. I remember GameStop was doing a um, like buy two get one. On retro games, and I ordered, um, I ordered Resident Evil Two on the GameCube, and they sent me Dishonored Two on the <laughs> PS4 instead, and I was like, "How the fuck?" But I ended up playing it for like a couple hours. I don't know. I just I never got into it. Like, it's know. it's some of the best stealth modern, some of the best modern stealth games. But the whole thing about it is that it's definitely very unforgiving. Like every time you make a mistake and kill somebody, the game gets perpetually harder because of the cast system. So I heard a lot of people who weren't into stealth games definitely get like, oh, it just becomes unplayable at a certain point. Yeah, mm. I, I played and beat it on PC. Thought it was okay, but never got into it enough. To there's, the second one. there's elements to it. If you've ever seen the uh, speed kill runs, where you'll see yeah. someone try to do the most ridiculous tricks to kill everyone in a single map. Yeah, where they ch- bind everybody's souls, literally like do a chain soul well, attack. There, there was a guy, guy 
the arrow in the straight up, and then he would like plant a couple traps while the arrow was going up, and then he would teleport over to a guy. The arrow would hit him in the head, and then he would start chucking people at traps. It was crazy. I love the the last DLC had all these cool things. Uh, you're playing as a uh, Billy. She's like an assassin who's all like she's like half machine because of all this stuff. She has all this like dark magic machinery. And she has a thing that nobody else has, which is where she can steal people's faces. You can like kill somebody, literally make yourself look like them and wear their bloody face around and everybody sees you You're like, oh, how's it going there, Dan? Like, hello. So this, it's, it's so cool. So cool. So, uh, all right. So this is, is kind of interesting. Dishonored and Dishonored 2 run on two different engines yeah. um, if they want to do this. So Dishonored 1 runs on Unreal Engine 3. Um, and then uh, Dishonored 2 runs on the Void Engine, which is based on id Tech 5, and id Tech 5 ran games like Rage, the first Rage, uh, the first Evil Within, basically games that were uh, a bit older now, I guess, uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order, uh, but Evil Within 2 also used a similar engine from id Tech 5 that was named the STEM Engine. Mm-hmm. So if they're also looking at doing something like an Evil Within 2, which is, I feel like something we, we've heard here and there, right, where they wanted to get that moved yeah. over? Uh, Shin- Shinji Mikami was, uh, stated that he said he'd, liked, he'd love to work on Switch. Yeah. So he basically just said that, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do something for it. So, so they both they both come from the Tech 5 engine. It's po- I guess it's possible that they could be working on Evil Within 2 and Dishonored 2 just because of that. But I do think you might be right about Dishonored uh, being the one just because it would probably get the most sales. But I feel like oh. they, they are very disappointed in Prey right now, I feel well. like. Well, and also the an interesting thing is that they've been giving away copies of uh, Dishonored One everywhere. Like if you mm. pre order, if you buy any bundle now of Bethesda <laughs> on PS4, they give you a copy of Dishonored One Definitive Edition. Like it's the, some of their giving out. They're clearly hoping that series will somehow just keep getting trickle sales. So I I personally would think they're definitely going to transport. Hey that man, D- Dishonored Dishonored Two was uh was like eight dollars on black friday last year mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. i got it on the i got on the xbox for my x and everything which it looks awesome on there um but i, I still like dishonor 2 um that was a good game i think dishonor 1 was all right i think 2 was better yeah dramatically is there so a I third like... person mode in the in that game no because yeah, it, it's all first person no but but yeah and also certain forms let you see through walls and stuff uh some of their dark magic lets you like hear people's heartbeats and see where they're walking so it's sort of like third person view. but this is definitely working on something though uh, for for Switch, I will say that they're working on something. I don't know what they're working on something. Um, they apparently have a team for the Switch. There you go. Um, but uh, Arcane working on something along the lines of that would be pretty cool. Like a Dishonored, um, I'd be on board for that. Uh, Digimon. Does anyone play Digimon at all? I mean, I watched it back in the day. No, but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm interested in this new one. one. It's, it's like a Fire Emblem type. It has like 2D, like hand drawn uh, characters, with, like 3D backgrounds, and it looks really clean. Am and I the only the, one? Am I the only one that played like the Digimon uh, Cyber Sleuth game? Oh no, I played I played Cyber Sleuth. I played, I played that. I played that on my Vita, I believe. Yeah, I played on my Vita. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, I played that on my Vita. It was like kind of a. It was a pretty old school style RPG, from mm-hmm. what I remember. Um, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> uh, but I, this one sounds a little different because there is a uh, there's there's a change to story as we saw OJ where they have they have uh, decisions you essentially make. Mm-hmm um so that'll be that that'll be interesting and you're right it's kind of supposed to be like a, a strategy style game yeah like a tactics based game yeah tactics based and there's like some investigation like you're in like rooms and like you have to find certain things like to survive i mean it's called digimon survive yeah, so it's like <laughs> scavenging and stuff like that a little bit of that a uh, little bit of like mass effect type of like different options that you can pick uh, that can affect the story 
Um, so replay value there. So it, it seems like the most ambitious uh, Digimon game in a while. It's, it's also worth mentioning that they appear to have finally moved on from the Vita as it's going to the PS4 and the Switch instead of the PS4 and the Vita now. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Which is a big difference from the, the portable <laughs> Vita, I, obviously, the portable Switch. Although I do think they'll come to PC and Xbox One here in this here in America. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, they, have, they haven't released that ever on, on Xbox, I don't think, yet, right? The Cyber Sleuth or anything like that. I think it's always been PlayStation, pretty much. Yeah, it's always been. But Bandai Namco's been doing this thing to where play, like games, PS4, Switch only, like... My Hero, you know, My Hero, a couple other games that they have. And then when it comes to America, it comes to Xbox, PC, PS4, and Switch. So I'm, I'm thinking sure. maybe they, they do that too. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, get it on everything you can for those sales. Why not? Yeah. You know, um, even if you sell a few on the Xbox, still better than nothing. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I doubt, I don't think the porting's is as bad anymore as it used to be back in the day with PS3 and 360. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. So it's um it'll be good. Uh wishbone I see you there. We're gonna actually we'll read about that one because that's about Left 4 Dead 3, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um so yeah, Digimon looks good. We need more information on it. 2019 at some point. They did release uh some of their first screenshots, I believe. Um, those just came out, so I'll be taking a look at those and see how it looks and everything. Um, but I, I will tell you, Cyber Sleuth wasn't like obscene visually or anything like it was it, the visuals weren't like amazing or anything <laughs> but that might, might be because it was also on the vita they had to take the it had to work on the vita and the ps4 so really but, yeah. it was a really nice looking vita game on ps4 basically yeah. i mean i will say it looked pretty good on the vita but um yeah uh, I mean, it, I it was the, the vita you know <laughs> i have the ps4 version and it looks like the vita version just smooth just nice sure. and silky smooth you know and everything so yes yes uh evan discord question uh, we just have oh, one left, really, other oh, okay, than the cool. one that was answered last week. Uh, I just bought a PS4 for $146.98 with Good the price. Target glitch. Do you have any games that you would recommend? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, OJ, what, what was this Target glitch that I missed? No, let me, let me oh, break jealous. this down for you guys real quick. <laughs> All you East Coast sleeping people over here. So in the West Coast, it was about 12 o'clock where Target had this crazy glitch to where you could stack 15% Ah, okay, you East Coast people were asleep, okay? A lot of you guys were asleep, so you guys missed out on this. So you could essentially, you text this number or you text these codes to a number and you get back a 15% coupon. And they also had a coupon that was like $50. Um, if you spend more than $50, you get $20 off. So you could just stack everything. So, and it just got you like 70 to 80% off of like whatever <laughs> you wanted. You know, so people were just getting crazy $150 which is 100 depending on tax where wow. you live like uh, i got i got a 58 inch samsung tv which is 700 dollars. i got an xbox one x and i got a dock for 570 dollars <laughs> so, wow man Jesus. i'm so jealous i'm actually legit mad at myself i woke up and about 10 minutes after i woke up i started yeah. if people were still saying it worked like 10 minutes before it i started texting and i started getting this text back where it said like we've actually just turned off the coupon text service i was like god damn it yeah, it was it was it was insane like yeah so essentially i got an xbox one I, I bought an xbox one x and i got a free dock and a free tv a really nice samsung tv so yeah that's basically what happened there oh, some people were just getting crazy crazy deals and I, I got my tv some people got canceled though not everybody got the deal. Some mm. people were getting canceled. Mine didn't. I went and picked up my dock in store, my Switch dock. Got that for 20 That was $28 for the <laughs> Switch dock. Oh, and then, man. And then a $700 Samsung TV was $200 and like 
twenty. See, I'm, I'm actually I'm going TV shopping in like a few weeks now, the first week of August, so I get ready for football season. That would have actually been uh, oh, you could have got the sweetest like thousand something dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a, I'm getting a I'm looking at a Samsung MU eight thousand right now, and that that would have been sweet to have that deal for that. Yeah, time. it was unfortunate that everybody didn't get a chance, but I was calling and I was trying I mean, to let people know about take it advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I called my brother. I was like, look, you got it. Like he was like, I'm sleeping. I'm like, shut up. Wake up. <laughs> so he went and got a call. Like I called some of my uh, other people that I know. I went on Twitter. I was trying to let people know, retweeting. I was trying to let everyone know that I could about the deal. My, so my buddy Fanta, who is the cheapest mofo on the planet, made like four separate target.com accounts so it could start putting stuff <laughs> in different baskets. The way it could not only stack the deals as much as possible, but also mm-hmm. so that if they canceled some of his pre-orders, they mm-hmm. would cancel all of his pre-orders and he ended up yeah. getting away like a bandit. Just got my got my TV playing Octopath on that new tv is just mind-blowing get my xbox my xbox one x did not get canceled it's it's just back ordered they're, they're sending it it'll be here this upcoming week yeah we're, be here we're, this week. we're a mono i was looking at the x900f from sony as well I'm, I'm between the two of them so we'll see we'll see which one i end up with yeah. um but i'm i'm doing that like the first week of august gotta get ready for football season oh so. yeah football's gonna be great for yes. you yes so i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna get the nfl sunday tickets so i can watch everybody oh. yep mm. that's gonna be Let's it, right it. There, man. <laughs> i'm ready for it i'm ready Rappolo, uh, baby. Let's yeah go. man yeah. <laughs> uh so okay uh, oh we're supposed to be helping someone shop though evan what uh can you can you read out their question and their name again for us yeah uh it's uh mon kecker okay All right. yeah but he just wants to know ps4 games what's good there's, uh, a, there's a lot what? of stuff that's great on, yeah. on that system uh but but if you just um if you just just bought into it man horizon zero dawn is 20 bucks for the cl- yeah. complete edition. you should have honestly you should really 20 up. bucks right now 20 yes. bucks they yeah. they just did a giant price drop. They just did a, a special edition thing of the they just what is it? PlayStation Four Classics just kicked off, so you can get Yakuza Zero for twenty yes. bucks, Bloodborne for twenty bucks. You can get uh, uh, I still say Detroit Become Human. People are actually really adopting that one's going to be sixty, but people are jumping on that game late and still loving it. You got to get uh, Dark Souls. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two to get right away. You got to get God of War. That that's you should have picked yeah. that up with the system. Go get God of War and then pick up Persona Five. Yes. Oh yes. Persona Five. I, I, my picks would be my picks would be Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. and and Persona Five. Those are the two. I think Persona Five is a, a must. That is the best PlayStation Four game, in my opinion. Is the it's Persona Five, and then I'd say Horizon Zero Dawn would be the next. And you'll save money. Those will both of those will be. 50 60 bucks for yeah. both of those. Well, yep. and now, man, the, the DLC of Horizon, my girlfriend's playing through it right now. The the DLC of that game is actually so well written and has all new style of enemies. It's one of the things of like probably some of the best PS4 DLC there is. But I, so, I do think I do think God of War is probably gonna win game of the year this year, unless something like Red Dead knocks it off. Yeah, yeah God of I War is probably gonna win. I think it. that's probably gonna take it in a lot of places. So that's the one I would look into, but they might do uh there's always a chance to do a game of the year cheaper version next year or something but that's a game i would play now because it, it reminded me so much of like a zelda even um it was just, it's just a good game i look into that but horizon's awesome too you can't beat horizon for 20 bucks yeah and Persona just, 5 is the most slickest is the slickest japanese rpg you'll probably oh, ever yeah. play oh yeah <laughs> if, you, if you like a good story a good jrpg style game persona just, 5 there's a reason that was the first persona game that really got mainstream attention style like that is the main thing with that game is yeah. style it is just so stylish oh the, mu- oh the music in that game is killer I, too yeah. i saw oh, a man. quote and it said uh every game developer in the world wishes that they could make 
make a UI so smooth people cosplay as it. And it showed <laughs> a guy holding up the buttons that I said, saw like, that. attack dance special. The guy's just walking around with the buttons. It's like, whoever that's how smooth that game is. The dude who made Persona 5, he must be like the biggest ladies man ever. Whoever yeah. made that. He must be able to get anything he wants, man. <laughs> he, that dude's smooth. Whoever did it, they, they're all smooth. So. Oh, there's a flash sale going on in the PlayStation store right now. I forgot about yeah. that. I, I just bought it. The only thing that's super great is I just bought the... Uh, all the Dead Rising games. I got the Dead Rising collection for seventeen bucks. So I have all those. My, my problem with with this right now is I just I'd rather play my Xbox One X than my PS4 for third party stuff. That's my issue yeah. right now, man. The, oh, this, although the Xbox is having a massive sale right now. The the PlayStation Four sale is not great right now. They just had that crazy one last week, mm -hmm. and you know they they have a small sale every week. This one is, uh, but it's it's got some stuff. You're looking you're looking into uh, getting an Xbox One X, I think, right, Max? That's the idea. Yeah, if I can find one, because my I have a VCR. Uh, oh gosh, you still have that launch. first one. Yeah, you can see I keep my box in the background of my. Uh, I have the Halo Master Chief Collection uh, Xbox One. Uh, funny enough, uh, these cubes, these are one by one. These do not fit an Xbox One. These things are that thing is so big, I can't even put it in a display. So it's at that point where I'm like, all right, I, I got to replace this anchor. Yo, they're trying. They can't. They they have just cost three at six dollars. They're trying to give that game away. Yeah, man. They. I bet you people still aren't buying that thing. I, I just <laughs> got Horizon Zero Dawn for twenty bucks. Good deal. Oh, nice. You just that's, that's, did that just now. That, yeah, that was the price I was waiting for the complete edition to be because yep. I just I go. never I didn't have time when it came out. It was that or Zelda? Dude, the Switch. Me, are, so I was like, are they doing? Here, I'm gonna look on the sale right now because I've hot. I'm gonna see if they're selling the uh, DLC for dirt cheap because I I need the DLC. Oh, I feel like they probably would. I would hope so. All right, Max. So we'll keep an eye out for an Xbox One X for you. Yeah, seriously, everybody in the chat, seriously, I'm not joking. If anybody sees a crazy good deal on an Xbox, dude, One no, X, Max, what you need to do it. is you need to keep an eye on GameStop for whenever they do those deals for trading. Because at one point, I think they were doing like two hundred dollars in trading yeah. for an Xbox One towards an Xbox One X. Xbox One X is it's just expensive. So even yeah. if you get like a hundred bucks or something, you're still gonna pay a good, you know, good amount for it. I only yeah. bought mine because it was two hundred. I, but, yeah, but like I keep seeing GameStop yeah. do that. They'll just randomly be like, "Oh, here you go, a, you know, two hundred dollars off of a upgrade from your Xbox One," to, and then it's like three hundred bucks, and it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially yeah, I might do something like that, and then it'll be at least cheaper, and it'll replace this horrible giant loud VCR. Oh gosh, yeah, the Xbox One X. It sounds crazy. It, it's it's silent. Like it sounds weird because it's obviously super powerful. Well, and it's so tiny. Did you see? I saw a thing where they opened when they first opened up the Xbox One X, and they were like, "Yeah, we we built this thing to be dead silent." What's interesting is it's smaller than my PS4 Pro or my Xbox, my other Xbox One S. Basically everything except for the, yeah. the Switch, obviously. You but just, you it's just heavier. It's heavier than all of them. Just just sell me your Xbox One S. It's totally that's, cool. Um, that's my uh, that's my 4K UHD Blu-ray player for upstairs. Ah. <laughs> multiple ones. My Xbox One X. That's the one that's in my office. My Xbox One S Blu-ray player out in the living yeah, room, man. baby. Yeah, I think I think it even does. I, I'm pretty sure Microsoft has the NFL app for NFL Sunday Ticket also. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there you go. That's <laughs> a sweet that. media box, man. Yes. It is, <laughs> Xbox is the best media box. Oh, yeah. Box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so smooth. That's as a that's what they wanted. The one thing you don't game on, but you have hooked up. Dude, <laughs> oh man! Boom! No, I'm I still play. I play Halo on that thing, man. Wait hey, till Master Chief Collection gets that upgrade. Whew, I'm on it. If you stream and all that, like even like when you do your like your live streams, you can use your Xbox One S as like to watch the live streams and use it. It's great for that too. Like if you're like live reactions to stuff, you know, like the different things, like Nintendo Directs and stuff. So I even use it for that.
Yeah, it works. It works well. It is. It does work well. Um, maybe it's not the best game uh, system, but uh, compared to the other two, obviously. Yeah. But for for it being like an all in one box, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty mm -hmm. good. I'll be curious to see what they do next generation. Um, speaking of which, before we uh, our last topic is we're gonna talk a bit about the Unreal Engine because there was an interesting uh, tech demo that was shown. Did you guys see this tech demo that they showed where they actually were able to capture like a person's facial expressions and everything, and it looked uncanny how real it looked mm. uh, and it's a new technology that they'll probably be using going into next generation although they did say that the ps4 and the xbox one could technically support it just not as well because the rendering all the different hair of uh different hair strands and everything would be too difficult um, but it looks like it's a new technology or a new rendering technique that they're going to use going into the next generation and it looks crazy like if you think detroit become human looks good it's like the next generation of that essentially but you'll be able to use it for things like Uncharted and stuff. It's a really, really cool tech demo. Um, and I would look into it if you're curious as to what next generation could look like. Um, but Unreal is developing that. And they're also working to develop like next generation AI essentially as well. Um, and there, there have been issues or, or, or people have been wondering um, when they move on to that. Uh, if one, they, they'll continue to develop anything really for the, the PS4 or the Xbox One or even the Switch. And that was something that was curious to me. What do you what do you guys think about that? If they go to this new technique that's so uh, like so much more advanced than what systems are now, um, would they develop just exclusively for the, the PS5 and the Xbox Two then? Yes. Like that's not even I don't think this is even like a thing. Like there's gonna be games just like we're seeing right now that just developers just don't want to put on Switch. Now Switch can get games that they just want to do. Like if they have like a Switch division like Bethesda and they'll make games, Octopath is proving that you can make a Switch game and make plenty of money, you know, and do sure. stuff. But I don't think it's going to be like to where these graphics, super graphics games come over to Switch. And like I said, for me, that's fine. I don't have a problem buying two systems. You know what I'm saying? What works for Switch works for Switch. If it doesn't work for Switch, then it doesn't work for Switch. And that's just how it is. But that's just my opinion on it. Let me see if I can... Uh... See, this is the problem, man, with Hangouts. Google, you got to fix this up, my man. Google is, uh, oh, man, I, I, their it's Hangouts locked. is so bad. Um, well, all right, so I'm, people are asking me to share this. I'm going to do my best. But uh, their Hangout stuff is terrible um, because what you're about to see is supposed to be 60 frames per second, and it's definitely not going to run 60 frames per second. Uh, <laughs> the hottest 19 frames you've ever seen. Yeah, and it's because of the um, the way that they uh, they run their, their stuff. Uh, let me see. Whoa. Infinity. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So okay. There we go. Can you see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me see if wow, I can. Uh... Looking great. So this is supposed to be the way that it's it's run. It's supposed to be running at sixty frames. But uh, it if you go on YouTube, you can look it up. Um, and we could probably I could probably drop a link for you guys in the in the chat. But the idea is they're able to track an actor or actress. They even show a. a a woman as well and they actually have this jump to being an uh there we go so th the individual strands of hair there uh, in this one they wouldn't be able to do on the xbox one or the ps4 is what they were saying uh because it would probably run exactly how you're seeing it right now on google hangouts uh that's not a real person no are you sure you're <laughs> I'm a liar i'm telling what this is uh what's cool is they also made it jump to an alien with the same uh yeah, yeah i saw that uh they made it jump to an alien as well where they could do it uh so they can do it with uh human looking characters with aliens and everything um which is really really cool it's just a really neat technology that they're using 
Um, and apparently <laughs> the time it takes to develop is significantly less because you're actually mocapping a person's face, essentially. So it, it's 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 really it's pretty cool what they're doing right now. This seems great, but we still don't even have stuff. Remember that, like that Samaritan demo or whatever? I'm probably saying the name wrong, but like remember when that was out there and people like, oh, look at that. That's going to be how PS4 and Xbox One are. And like, I'm not sure if there's many games that look as good as that. that, that oh, demo yeah. From oh, I mean, while this is looks awesome, I mean, I'm not sure if this is going to be applied to many games outside of like a maybe like a, a game like Detroit, you know, yeah, become I would say it's in Detroit. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I would see it in is Detroit become human. But it also shows you just how what kind of stuff they're doing with. I mean, this is still Unreal Engine 4. Like like Unreal Engine 4 has changed so much already um, and they just keep adding stuff to it. Um, so we were you were just talking, OJ, about how people in Japan and stuff are developers. there are even using it. Oh, yeah. Um, and now, now you see ray tracing, which is essentially real time, essentially real time reflections and shadowing and everything. Um, so they're just doing a lot of stuff right now um with uh i wish they would just stop with uh what you call it um google hangouts man they gotta fix that it just looks so bad when i share that um they're not fixing anything by the way google hangouts has been trash for over, like a really long time trust me google just doesn't <laughs> have the money to fix these things they're oh, such really? a bo bottom of the barrel company yeah <laughs> oh man uh yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting to see that and uh i'll be i'll be curious how that because that could help with storytelling and obviously uh other parts of games so that'd be cool it's the next generation of graphics essentially but the ai they were talking about sounded pretty crazy too so we'll see we need an actual tech demo of that though you know like when they showed us metal gear solid 2 and they showed the enemies like getting together and trying to figure out how they can go about like finding you and stuff if mm -hmm. you remember that tech demo that was insane and that actually made it into the game so halo 2 did that remember the original halo 2 trailer showed the group of jackals come together and then walk at you as a group and people yeah. were like they're talking <laughs> oh man uh so wishbone uh actually hassam uh said put two dollars and said add add block tax okay thank you <laughs> uh wish wishbone says valve is going to be at gamescom left for dead 3 with a question mark no, uh, Valve does Valve <laughs> make games anymore? <laughs> they no. say they do, but huh. right. they're doing a card game, but like they don't really care. I What's don't funny think. is, did you guys? I, I looked at that document a lot that leaked out that showed all these sales on Steam, and mm -hmm. Left 4 Dead 2 had an immense amount of sales. Oh, we're yeah. talking like, like I think almost 20 million or something like that in sales. Well, I remember they also they, they gave it away free a couple Octobers and a couple of uh, Halloweens. That's how I got it. They gave it away free on Halloween. But if you look at it, a ton of people, thousands of people, still play that game every day. I, I actually have played it not too long ago. Um, yeah. it, it's interesting. We had a leaked document or a, a leaked, a guy basically managed to talk his way into Valve, like the actual studio, uh, I guess probably five years ago, maybe six years ago at this point. And he walked around inside there pretending to be on the, uh, on the, the QA team. And he found all these like monitors and he took pictures of the monitors and they were clearly testing a server alpha build of Leopard at three. And after that, like, <laughs> and, and which companies do it all the time. Like the whole thing, companies test stuff all the time. I remember there was a immensely playable version of Alan Wake 2 
that never showed up. Like they released 20 minutes of gameplay of that game. It's never coming right. out. So, so you're telling me that snake broke into, yeah. I keep telling people if you walk places and you, and you may, and you look like you're supposed to be there with, you know, with confidence, no one asks any questions. Dude, he took a ton of cell phone pictures and it was real funny because he took pictures of him walking up to security guards and just talking to them, <laughs> waving their security key card to open these giant like armored doors that he was clearly not supposed to go through. It's one of those where it's like, man, that dude must have the most boring face and just like, oh yeah, I forgot my key card. Like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever oh you look boring. Oh my gosh, enough. dude, that's so funny. See me, I try to go in, I try to go in like a cardboard box and I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to do something. <laughs> I do what that guy did. Just, just walk up and be like, yeah, yeah so i i don't know if left 4 dead 3 will be there it's it's valve i i've lost faith in valve doing yeah. anything in terms of development so they they say they want to and i'll wait till they you know actually prove me wrong so we'll see uh robert brown asked do you guys know about the polymega and are you interested in it i am interested i do know about the polymega but i have we talked to people before didn't we sean at we talked to people at the convention, right? About that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's the people aren't sure about that thing. Um, <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, but apparently from what they've seen, it works. There's just a lot of questions around it. So um, I'm interested in it, but I'm more interested to see if it'll work. Now, Polymega, if you don't know, is a system that's kind of like a, like a clone system, but it's supposed to use real hardware, but then it also emulates. It's weird, but the idea is you can buy attachments hybrid then, emulation yeah to oh. then to, yeah it's weird how they're describing it that's why people are interested in it but the idea is you can attach parts to it and like let's say you want to have the ability to play turbo graphics you can actually buy an attachment attached to the main unit and all of a sudden it'll play turbo graphics games hmm. um it's an interesting idea and then I, i'm gonna look into it i'm gonna try to get one but they didn't have to do crowdsourcing on it because they got funded so they're not crowdsourcing it like atari had to do <laughs> uh sorry um they did upgrade my my machine eight gigabytes of ram so i'm okay with that um and i think that's the last super chat we have here before we finish up uh from nx revolution saying while you're talking about new systems what soc do you think is going to go in the next switch uh i don't think the next soc is e even exists yet that's going to the next mm -hmm. switch um i think they're building one um and because mostly because they won't need the next soc probably for another four years um i think this this switch that we're seeing uh is at on a five-year cycle so i don't think we'll see the next actual switch until like 2022 we will probably get a revision at some point though okay i was thinking that you think they're gonna do like a new nintendo switch yeah i think they will do it i don't think it's gonna look terribly different though that's the thing it might be yeah. it, it might be a little bigger maybe I, I i don't know if they really need to make it bigger i, I think say, the size is fine i would say they fill in the black you know, like they make the screen actually sure. rimless, you know? Sure. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it also comes down to aspect ratio though. I, I feel like the current size of the screen works for 720p, but they might have to shift it a bit if they want to do like maybe 1080p on it. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, but I think the most they would do is maybe pull from the X2 and just give a little more bandwidth for the, uh, the developers because then you would have uh you wouldn't have those 360p situations with certain games or anything like that or 540p you would probably be at 720p most times and then closer to 1080p when docked a lot so uh that's all you would i think you would see though i i think they're going to develop because they, it's successful enough now they can they can fund it 
Um, yeah. Nvidia isn't really taking a chance on the next switch. Then you know they're just there. It's more of a sure thing for them. So they would put the money in. Um, I mean that's really why. If you remember when the Wii U came out, OG, you've talked about this too. There was a lot of third party support for it, and that's because the Wii was successful. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot for the Switch because the Wii U was not. And now we're going in, we'd be going in a situation where we assume the Switch is probably going to at least keep up a decent amount of momentum. And we'll go into the next generation with the Switch being successful, which means probably a new SOC and probably third-party support day one. So I think I think Nintendo learned a lot from this, you know, in terms of like what they needed to do too. So I mean still they got room to grow, obviously, but I think they learned a lot in terms of what they needed to do, especially with Japanese developers as well. I'll be more curious when that system comes out because that's when Nintendo will be a um, a one SKU only company, a one system only company. They still have yeah. the 3DS now, but when that comes out, that's going to be, we assume, I mean, Nintendo's done some crazy stuff, yeah. but we assume uh, that will be their only system when it comes out. Um, but I guess you never know with Nintendo. There could be a Switch, I mean, there probably will be a Switch Mini for that's geared more towards kids where it doesn't have detachable Joy-Cons and it's more durable, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, there's stuff they can do. You need a big old plastic screen. It can look like it's made out of Legos, Nerf. I'm buying it. But that's still that's still Switch, though. It's still play Switch games. Yep, so. yep, yep, exactly. Yep. No, but I think there will be a, a family of systems around uh, it playing one cartridge. They could technically, I mean, honestly, it sounds weird. They could build just... A, a box for your TV if they wanted to, as long as it plays the Switch cartridges. I really don't care. You can do any of that stuff. I don't care um, because it wouldn't affect anyone who already has a system. Uh, but I think that is, I think that's it for all the super chat questions. We're good there. Cool. Uh, let's let's uh, go around here, guys, before we finish up. Uh, was there anything you guys are looking forward to this week before we before we uh, finish up tonight? I'm looking forward to the X Legacy Collection. Is there anything coming out though? Otherwise, this week that we should be looking forward to. Uh, some some is coming out in a couple of weeks. That's finally got an official release date. That I I, I I'm sure it came out just uh, the announcement came out so recently. We probably didn't get a chance to throw it on the docket. But Death's Gambit finally got a release date. It's coming out uh, August thirteenth. That's basically like the most true to form sixteen bit Dark Souls ever. Ooh, it's going to be on PlayStation Four and Steam. They've been working on it for years. It is not co-op or anything. That's the one downside, but it looks gorgeous and cool and hard as hell. The developers just did a big interview with uh, Sony basically saying like, yeah, you're going to die a lot. So the most interesting <laughs> thing is um, the, now that the game's finalized, they said that they've actually, in the last couple months, they created a new mode where you can uh, basically talk to death at the beginning of the game and say, I would like to not have the option to return. Like apparently you like you make a de uh, deal with death at the beginning of the game, apparently. So every time you die, you'll get to walk back to your body and fight the boss again, you know, in typical dark soul style, oh. you can tell the, the death. You do not want to come back and you have to beat the entire game in one life. But when you die, it just deletes that save file. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, that sounds interesting. Okay. But that's not it for you said like a couple weeks. It's coming, wow. Yeah. Two, okay. two weeks, three weeks. I'm super excited for it. Definitely going to review it. Cool. Okay. What about you, Sean? Anything looking forward to for the next week? Um, well, yeah, I got Mega Man Legacy, uh, Mega Man X Legacy collection sure. just downloaded. Um, so I'll have a review up on uh, Tuesday at midnight or I guess Monday. At, I don't know. I, I never know with those embargo dates. But uh, yeah, so that's just pretty much it. Um, everything else just, yeah, whatever. Cool. All right. What about you, OJ? Anything to look forward to this week? Looking forward to getting my Xbox One X and playing <laughs> some playing some 4K. 
in my living room. It's a good system. You're gonna like it. It's a good oh, system. Yeah. You're gonna be surprised Absolutely. when you take it out of the box how heavy it is. That's oh, gonna yeah, that actually man. might shock you, Miles. Like that actually seriously might shock you. Um, I'm ready to be shocked, man. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be shocked. Let's do it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to uh just more blowing through Octopath. Just really like tomorrow I'm gonna relax, you know, chill, chill, have a little bit of company, play some Octopath, watch some anime, and uh do a little bit of work too. So looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to getting my Xbox One X stuff. So nice. yeah, man. Nice, yeah. nice. What about uh, Jordan? What's a, what do you, what do you got looking forward to this week, man? A lot of a lot of video editing. Okay, that that's, that that sounds like a fun game. Yeah, <laughs> that's just default with us though. Like yeah. editing, yeah. that's just but default editing. It's just so piled on because of the travel, so it's just I don't have yeah. the time to even game, man. You'll be you'll be uh, you'll be at the convention in Long Island though, so we'll see you there. Yeah, cool. absolutely. That'll be fun. Cool. Cool. And then Evan, what do we got this week, man? Are you looking forward to? Got Anything some video good? things to throw together, I guess. Oh, okay. uh, we got, I'm going to try to get a little more Octopath in. And then uh, the finals for Overwatch League is Friday and Saturday, and Philly's going. So I'm super happy about that. Oh, okay. Team's making it. Okay, so, cool. Philly versus London. So that'll All be good. So that's going to do it for episode 68. Uh, let me go around here, and uh, everyone can let you know where you can find I'm starting with Sean. Sean, where can they find you, man? Find me at RGT85 on the internets, on the YouTubes. I'll say hi in the chat if you're unfamiliar with me. Um, tomorrow, we're going to have a video about the upcoming Switch games for August that you need to be paying attention to. I may double dip and do one, uh, have my Saturn video up as well. If not, that'll be Monday. Um, talking about what went wrong with the Sega Saturn because there was a lot of things that went wrong with it. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah, people wanted to uh people want to raid uh CND. We actually we actually saw him at uh too many games. Cool guys, so we can do that. Uh, but let's go through everyone's uh outro before we do that, guys, and then we'll you guys can go raid CND. Uh what about uh OJ? Where can they find him, man? Yeah, they can put me right here on uh YouTube, just at player essence on Twitter as well. Um, John, is it okay if I talk about the giveaway? I, I can link it. Yeah, because I do have yeah, Octopath. I'll be having a video on Project Octopath or Project Octopath Travel. I'll be having a video 25 hours or 30 hours plus into it. So look cool. forward to that in terms of content. And I have a good giveaway for it too. So if you're interested in checking out my channel, I do RPGs, do all sorts of Nintendo content. I have a giveaway as well, and I'll link that if you guys want to have a chance at winning, winning a digital copy of Octopath Travel. Ooh, nice. Yeah, man. That sounds sounds good to me. And then uh we got Jordan. Jordan, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Where can they where can they go find you? Thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at Jordan Fringe on YouTube. Uh, obviously, right now, covering a lot of Spyro news and whatever's uh, being talked about and shown off for the game. But I'm working on a brand new uh, big series of stuff that's nostalgic to me. That's like an actually well put together like video and not just the news on Spyro. So there is something to look forward to other than that. And then on Twitter, same thing, Jordan Fringe. And uh yeah, that, that that's about it for me, uh, honestly. You wanna uh drop his uh his channel in the in the chat, Evan? I'm gonna work on that. You get a chance. Cool. I'll just drop mine first. There's okay. my Twitter, and then I'll work on Jordan Fringe. Cool. Yeah, we'll drop him in. We might as well make Jordan a uh a mod anyway. There we go. Okay, cool. So now you can drop your, drop your channel in too. It's fine. <laughs> so we're good on that. And then uh uh, uh we got Max Dreamcast guy. Where can they find him in? Uh youtube.com slash dreamcast guy. Subscribe if you haven't already. I got uh a bunch of big projects next week, but most importantly, the Mega Man X Legacy Collection review. It's already edited. That's going to be going up Tuesday morning. And then I'm going to be doing a really deep dive uh, video seeing if No Man's Sky is still a dumpster fire. So definitely. <laughs> oh, that. that'll be. I'm sure that won't attract anyone who's really. I'm mad. sure that video's going to get a lot of dislikes and a couple death threats. So uh, be sure to check out that comment section. Oh, it's going right. to be lit. 
And then we got Evan. Make sure you guys are following Evan on Twitter for his thoughts on games that he's reviewing and stuff. Right, Evan? Yeah, and things coming up from everywhere. Because I'm not. Yep. It's not just Spawnwave that I'm doing stuff with. I got other stuff going nope. on all he the doesn't time. Do any, he doesn't do anything else. He just does Spawnwave. <laughs> Actually, he does a lot of artwork. You guys got to check him out on there because he does. A lot of guys ask about his artwork. Uh, he posts a lot of it on Twitter as he finishes stuff. And whenever he actually draws it on Twitch and stuff, uh, he actually stream it on there. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, so how about we do, okay, so this is uh, CND's stream there. So you guys can go bug him, get his attention, say hi, like his video and all that good stuff. Uh, and that's going to do it, guys. Episode 68 for Spawncast. Thanks for everyone joining us. And we'll be back next, next uh, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Do it all over again. See you guys then.